All right. Hey, guys. It's Tom Sharpling, and we're doing the best show in a different way this week. We're in Los Angeles, so it's not live. Well, you know it's not live because you're not hearing this live on a Tuesday night, but it's available as a podcast for you to listen to at any point through the remainder of time at this, I guess. So anything that's not live is eternal is how it works. We're, we have a great show, all kinds of special guests in studio. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get it rolling. And I want to tell you, though, that tonight's episode of The Best Show is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create beautiful website, blog, or online stores for you and your amazing ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. You can try Squarespace out by going over to squarespace.com and enter offer code BESTSHOW at checkout to get 10% off your first order. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Let's listen to the theme of the show right now.
Unreleased music from one of our many guests tonight, from Nick Diamonds. That's what you go by on this on this record, Nick Thorburn, right? <laughs> Correct. Can you boost my headphones a little bit? I'm sorry. I'm bad at this. Guys, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm here. It's not the usual setup. We got Brett helping us out. Brett Morris. He's running the board. Usually it's me with my meat hands trying to turn it into stuff and I've got people to blame. Mike, Dudio, pin it on all of them. Not tonight though. Tonight it's the man in the mirror gets blamed if things aren't right. So, uh, that's what I will do. Nick Thorburn, you, A.K.A. Nick Diamonds, A.K.A. Joe Islands. <laughs> so this is your solo album, your second solo album. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of the first official push, but it uh, uh, for a solo record. But yeah, I guess it's technically my second. And that was the Sting. 
mm-hmm. which is uh, cut off. Well, the album's called City of Quartz. Correct. And when does it come out? Uh, June 16th. All right. Yeah. And are you going to be doing your thing when that comes out? I'll actually be in the studio making an Islands record uh, on in all of, all of June. But mm-hmm. uh, following that, I will be promoting the record. Okay. So, but people, so that way people are up to speed. They can scream all the lyrics at you. I you're, find that's you're, better. You're yeah. giving them a chance. Mm-hmm. Guys, get your act together. Sit with the material. Learn it. <laughs> I will be playing it live soon. Mm-hmm. Then you can scream it at it's, me. It's just better that way. At you, not with you, at you. Yeah, yeah, I like uh-huh. to be yelled at. <laughs> I like to be yelled at. <laughs> can you give me just a little bit of bed music? Is that all right? Thank you, Brett. Oh, that uh, feels like I'm home now, right? Who else is here? We have uh, uh, Lisa Jane Persky is here. You know her. Oh. Uh, the the uh, You're like the co-host when the best show is in Los Angeles. I'm very right? proud to be here. Thank you. And people know Lisa Jane Persky. You are known as an actor. Right. Well, it doesn't help if you shake your head yes, on the show. Yes, that is true. I, I, I am still. And a writer. That's right, too. And what other oars are you? My favorite word of yours, photographer. You're a photographer, (laughs) yes. And you've taken pictures. You've seen so many awesome things. You took so many pictures of, like, Blondie, right? I did. Back in the, in the, 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 the heyday of Blondie. In the beginning, the very beginning, yes. When uh, everybody had long hair. In Blondie. Yeah. Yeah. When they all had their giant, before they were parallel lined. Exactly. Out. Because you were in New York at that point. I was. I grew up in uh, Greenwich Village. And mm-hmm. So I was patient zero at CBGB's. Actually, patient zero. <laughs> actually, I used to go there before there was music, there was, you know, anything remotely related to punk and, uh, there were uh, poetry readings, mm-hmm. and that was just sort of anybody off the street, you know, off the Bowery, and a lot of hobos. A lot of hobos kind of pulling up train yard style. Exactly, with with train poems. They're bindles. About picking peaches, you know. And really? One, yeah, one guy did that poem. Called, it was called, he said this poem's called Riding the Rails, and, and he s- started talking about it, and he said, there we were, picking peaches. Pick and peaches, and he repeated pick and peaches for eight minutes. Yeah, and you're meanwhile like, you know, we're in New York City, right? <laughs> There's not a whole lot of peaches. <laughs> no one left. Who's the first band you saw at CBGBs where you were like, oh my god, uh, what was that? Television. Television. Yeah. What? Can I ask what year? What are we? God, it must have been what seventy four, seventy five. So, yeah, so it was like it was little Johnny Jewel. Yes. Like yes. Richard Hell on base. You saw I mean, television with Richard Hell on see base. See them all the time. Yeah. And are you just like, ho hum? Never. Television are playing. I guess <laughs> I'll go see it. No, it's more like, are they playing again? I've got to get there right now. Yeah. Yeah. So who else? So television was the first band that kind of blew your mind. Like yeah. That. Yeah, for sure. And then um, at Max's suicide, which was just like. Uh, because you've heard, do you ever hear Dave Windorf on the show, the guy from Monster Magnet? He used oh, to go, because he was in a band called, uh, he was in Shrapnel. He was in Heart Attack first. Oh. And then Shrapnel, and he was just like a goofball from New Jersey coming in and playing CBGBs. 
and uh, he saw suicide a lot, and he said it was like maybe the most polarizing band of that entire era was suicide. But also mind-altering. Like, what was it like? Um... You, that's music that like just gets inside you and never leaves. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> was it scary? I guess it was scary because you know I've saw them you know dozens of times and there were always about maybe ten fifteen people at mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. So they never really were accumulating mass, but mm-hmm. but it was always riveting. For, and I just, um, you know, I like noise, mm-hmm. and it was the best. Yes, right. Remember that? Remember when they did that? When they did Frankie Teardrop, <laughs> that was that scary. That must have been scary. Watch some maniac scream about killing his family because he was like Elvis, right? Alan Vega. Yeah, he was. He was a great performer. Um, you know, Marty would set up right behind him. Mm-hmm. And Marty then, did all the electronics. Yes, and then uh, and then the lights would go out. Practically, there was very very little light, just a little bit of blue, mm-hmm. and um, and Alan would cut himself and bleed on the stage and do all kinds of wild things. But it wasn't that different from a lot of things you'd see on the street if you were just out there all the time. Sure, this was just you paid for this. <laughs> it was to- much better because it was more seriously thought out. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's a, those are the kind of things that you're lucky you see it, and then you never forget that you saw it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Exactly. Mine are like, I don't know what mine are. For mine, High School Musical, I saw that live. <laughs> Glee, I saw the Glee tour, season four, a little late in the run. <laughs> like, yeah. What was it? What if the Glee kids kept touring as the show's getting less popular? <laughs> Suddenly they're playing like Kenny's Castaways. Glee Perfect. at the, the Dayton County Fair. Come see Leah Michelle do her Glee songs that she did at Madison Square Garden eight months ago. You know who else is here? We have uh, a guy, funny guys here. And a friend of mine, and a friend of uh, the show, and a friend of all of yours, John Daly is here. Hey guys, <laughs> what? Uh, hey, how are you? Thanks for that intro. That was great. Um, I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, you're uh, you're coming off of uh, uh, the triumphant final season of yes. Crawl Show. Of Crawl Show, yeah, yeah. Mm. Put it to bed. Put it to bed. It's uh, asleep. Yes. And they wake up and have, you know, a snack. <laughs> the characters will never come back again. No, they're bare. They're dead. It's like Borat. Like he said, I'll never wear this suit again at the end of the like, He'll never well, say my wife that way again. He he'll always say my wife. He'll just say, yes, yeah, my wife. My wife. Yeah. Do you know my wife? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like him just Instead trying to. Instead of the extremely cool, do you know my wife? Yeah. It just... People said that suit, like, smelled. Like, that's the one part that, like, Borat did not... Like, that was not well-known. It's just like, yeah, that suit was disgusting. And it really... Like, that way it gave, like, this other aspect to him doing that stuff where it just, like... Believability. Yeah, and... Crypto-racist, maybe a little bit. Make sure you smell. 
But every race Maybe a smells. foreign guy who smells. Every race right. smells pretty bad if you go to, like, Lollapalooza or something, you know? Well, that's true, but <laughs> if you go to Lollapalooza, <laughs> people of all races create... Yeah, you smell color. that human shitbag smell. Yeah. Yeah. Crap bag stuff. There sorry, we go. Sorry. I apologize. It's a podcast. I know. I know. Again. It's a podcast. Look, we're not on the radio. I can't get in trouble for Good it now. Yeah. But... We run a we run a it's we run a clean ship, John. You know that. But there's no penalty box here like there was at WFMU. I know I spent a lot of time in that. when I had to bounce you into the penalty box. Yeah, and say, get your act together. You know what? You, I you, enjoyed you, my time in there <laughs> because I love the show yeah. so much. You're on ice for ten minutes. Me? Oh, no, no, no. Remember then oh, on, on FMU, you were like, did you do ten minutes? That's rude. That's <laughs> I don't know if it was crazy. ten minutes. It was just like it's like. Just catch your breath here. We're good. Yeah. And then I continued, right? <laughs> but yeah. Well, it's it's hard though. I know it's hard. I'm just trained at this point to not to not curse. I know. Mike. Yeah. My go-to is just disgusting. You're a toilet mouth. Yeah. Super, yeah. Well, it's bad. fine. My friends, I want to tell you about Squarespace. Look, I'm not technically or technologically adept. I don't know how to do things that require code or HTML or any of that stuff. I've anytime I try to do something, it usually ends up with me mad and sad, staring at my computer begging someone to fix it for me cuz I'm not good at that stuff, but I've got things I want to put online. So thank goodness there's Squarespace for all of us people who've got things we want to do with a store or a website or a blog. Squarespace makes it easy. You don't break a sweat. You can do the thing you want to do online. They've got 24-7 support via live chat and email. Their designs are responsive and look great on any device. Every website comes with a free online store, and it is only $8 a month. So what you do is... You go over to squarespace.com. You start your trial with no credit card required. You start building your website today. And when you do decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you enter the offer code BEST SHOW to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com offer code BEST SHOW to receive 10% off your first purchase. Thank you to Squarespace for their support of the best show. Squarespace, build it beautiful. And I'm out of town. I can tell you all about mattresses, guys. I've been on so many lumpy mattresses the last week. That's why I'm so excited that Casper Mattresses are sponsoring the show. Casper Mattresses, obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at shockingly fair prices. And right now you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash best show and use the offer code best show. Look, you spend about a third of your life sleeping. You got to do it on a good mattress. I might as well have been on like a box car the last week with this thing eating, uh, beans from a can the way I felt on some of these mattresses. Felt like I was riding a box or riding the rails. But Casper mattresses bring together two comfy technologies for better nights and brighter days. That's latex foam and memory foam. 
so they've got just the right amount of sink and the right amount of bounce no matter how you sleep. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver the mattress straight to you. You can try it for 100 days. And if you're not happy, they'll pick it back up. Go to a mattress store. Maybe you lay there for a minute. Got people staring at you. Not a good way to evaluate a mattress. But with Casper, you get to sleep on the mattress. $500 for a twin-size mattress. $950 for a king-size mattress. So what you do, guys, you go to casper.com slash best show and use the offer code best show and you'll get $50 toward any mattress purchase. That is casper.com, just like the ghost. Not that they're not affiliated, but I was telling you, it's just that you know how to spell it. <clears throat> casper.com slash best show. Use the offer code best show. You get $50 off any mattress purchase. Casper.com. So we're here. We have Nick Thorburn from. You have like five bands, right? <laughs> total, like five names that you perform under. I guess in total, yeah. Because it's like you do your your solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, the unicorns was U- the beginning. Unicorns, islands, islands. Mister Heavenly, yes. Um, so that's four. Okay. And then I have a project with LP of Run the Jewels mm-hmm. called Stepson, but that's been dormant for a few years since Run the Jewels has <clears throat> kind of taken all his spare time. Are you still in Chicken Foot? Just left. I just joined Switch foot. foot. Switch Foot. Yeah. So I'm, I got all the foot bands locked down. You're, you're <laughs> locking down those foot bands. Chicken Foot. That chicken was, Foot rules. Chicken Foot was. Hagar. Hagar. Vi. Buckethead. Or no, Vi. Uh, well, Satriani. So I'm sorry. Satch. Sorry, Brad. Michael got Anthony. A, got an actual Smith. chicken foot fan in the house. It's like, no, no, it was Satriani. Like, actually irked. I would say with Steve Vi. Don't leave out Satch. Yeah. So, Sammy Hagar. Sammy Joe Hagar. Satriani. Uh, Chad Smith. Chad Smith. And then Michael Anthony. That's the personnel of chicken foot. Super band. Michael Anthony, the bass player, Fallen, who, who is like maybe the worst bass player in, if we're just from sheer <laughs> technical ability, who's gotten the furthest. Gene Simmons and Michael Anthony are probably the two. Like, I've, somebody wrote once that it sounds like Gene Simmons plays bass wearing boxing gloves. Like, that that's like his technique. <laughs> like, he, he could play those songs. With actual boxing gloves on. But Michael, Michael Anthony is a, in a way more impressive because Gene Simmons is the conceptualizer of Kiss and everything. He does so much more. Yeah. All, all Michael Anthony does is bo, 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 I think he owns the oil derricks out by LAX, though. I heard a rumor that really? he owns all that land out there. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So you'd be, people be hanging out out there. Suddenly it's like a pickup truck rolls up. <laughs> Mike, Michael Anthony gets out. Can I help you guys? <laughs> you need some help? Yeah, you suck at bass, man. Yeah. What's up, my man? This is my property. <laughs> These are my oil derricks. He's with his Jack Daniels bass. Because his thing was like, boom, boom, like running with the devil. Just like, like boom. But the whole time he's just going, boom, Yeah. Blong, blong, yeah, blong. and like <laughs> smiling. He would smile to compensate. Anyone who smiles too much when they're playing an instrument, it's like, man. But on the other Great. hand, Eddie smiled, and it's pretty. It's, he's pretty good. 
he also he I will say one good thing about Michael Anthony was his backing vocals were mm. kind of kept yeah like that uh, like that whole like that was because you're basically talking about a band yeah. that has a singer whereas if you heard it in the right context somebody if somebody told you hey check out this band Van Halen it's this instrumental trio and then they found this maniac who screams over the top of their instrumental songs yeah. you'd be like oh, okay wow that's what this guy's just yelling on top like there's no <laughs> rhyme or reason to what he's doing he's just yeah. it sounds Scatting. like they they could give him like the final track and be like all right, man. Just scream or do whatever you want on the top of this. Yeah. It. Just like hear it. Like they didn't write to like his melody line, his vocal yeah. lines. He just like yeah. He just went skiddly bop, biddy bop over all that shit. Yeah. Oh god, damn. Oh, I love it. Stupid. No, I love this. Is just I'm shaming myself. I'll penalty box my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was. I love how you your move to punish yourself was <laughs> you were going to put sunglasses on. I know. You reflexively pulled out. I reflexively yeah. pulled out like sunglasses. You're, like, you're like, it's got to get darker in here. I know. If I'm going to be punished. I see why cool radio jocks, you know, rock the sunglasses. Yeah, that's why I like Tom Likas and guys like that. They just like. Oh, don't you like when old guys get to that point when they just have like? There's like a certain kind of L.A. guy where they just become like. I start dressing like I'm like a weird 30s hobo, and they just like, yeah. like their clothes are very like resplendent, but like old looking. Yeah, yeah. And then they wear like they look like hobos, like high class hobos. Yeah, rich. Yeah, right yeah. in the rails. But they're like grimy looking on some le- like like I think of like Tom Petty, where they just like yeah. he didn't always dress like he was like. From yesteryear, <laughs> Jack, Jack Nicholson. He's like the quintessential one, isn't he? I mean, he, with the sunglasses and the. Well, he's with the sunglasses, but he's, there's that certain like Don was kind of look oh, where man. it's like, like, yeah, we're just uh, we're just like L.A. weirdos, <laughs> like just like just the weirdos of L.A., just rich dudes. This is what I wear to walk the dinosaur. <laughs> and then, but they, but the sunglasses, the minute you put sunglasses on all the time is like, yeah. a, that's like a demarcation line. Johnny Depp's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack, Jack Nicholson gets a pass, right? For all If you the, can sell. Cause he's so good at acting. Three million <laughs> records or more, I think you get a pass. Right. To just wear sunglasses all the time. Yeah. Or if you have bad eyes like Roy Orbison. Mm-hmm. I wonder who yeah. our first friend to make that move will be. Like, yeah, who, who's, <laughs> who's your first, first friend? Who's the first comedy person right. that will start wearing sunglasses? Like think, think in comedy that doesn't need necessarily doesn't need to, but chooses yeah. to yeah. just be like, I got shades on all the time. Yeah, like, who will it be? Dice probably did that at some point, but no, well, Dice he, says he, he Dice wears sunglasses. Yeah, like he wears, he wears these weird old lady sunglasses right. now, or just like <laughs> they're these dream Abdul-Jabbar super <laughs> wide. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like they're like goggles. Yeah, yeah, they're like Rex specs. I could see yeah. Kurt Brownell or going that way. I could see Kurt Brownell. He's getting real Hollywood. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, just sunglasses, Brownell or all CrossFit, the time? sunglasses. I want to do CrossFit. Sorry. Uh, no. CrossFit. <laughs> you do CrossFit? I've never done it, but I want to I want to do it. You do it, right? Kurt and I started. Oh my god. It's a cult, I think. Yeah. And how how hard is CrossFit? 
Very. Walk me through a CrossFit session. Nick. Well, first you get laughed at when you walk in. And then, Where are you doing this? Are you at a, uh, in my neighborhood in Los Feliz. It's like a few blocks from me, so it, it felt... And Kurt lives around the corner. Okay. Um, what do you mean you get laughed at? You just feel like a pig person because there's right. such... There's such uh, sculpted, mm-hmm. jacked people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're just, and you're just you're like how you're normal limping in. I'm weak, you know, and so the, this it was for me. It was about getting strength in in my shoulders because mm-hmm. I have some issues with that. But uh, anyway, yeah, right. You feel bad. You you're know, a just, rocker. Yeah, I slouch. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So you're in there and there is, is, is it like drill sergeant style? They're, they're actually in, incredibly friendly. Um, they're the type of people that in high school would have thrown my head in a toilet, mm-hmm. but somehow they've, they've kind of mellowed out, I guess, with, with age. But yeah, they, they're they're very sweet and friendly, but I think that's the cult part where they want to kind of lure you in. And that's like a Canadian toilet you'd get thrown your head thrown in. Yeah, the right? water goes the other way. <laughs> so, oh man, a yeah. Canadian bully. What's a Canadian bully? I know what a U.S. bully is like. What is? What do you think the difference between a Canadian bully and a U.S. bully would be? Well, I grew up in a very small town, um, <clears throat> and my bullies were the were the sons of hippies so their names were like river and spirit mm-hmm. um and they would like push me up against the locker and they would wear like pixie shirts and so they're like hey nice shirt and uh guy i said that to a guy and he just like threw me up against the locker and called me an f-word um and that that was like my experience was like these kids are wow. basically hippies but they want to beat me up hey but now you're gonna river. It's Nick Thorburn. <laughs> river yeah. spirit. I hear you. Let's get Nick Thorburn. <laughs> oh man, let's put his head in the in the in the john. Where did, where did all that Canadian fascination on Kroll Show come from? Oh, uh, I was obsessed with Canada because I played hockey when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, which is like <clears throat> one of the U.S.'s more Canadian. Cities, is it? It feels think, very American to me. I think in a, in a certain kind of there's to me there's a certain kind of like grounded quality that yeah. I think relates to parts of that it has in common. Yeah, shares because Canada. There's, there's a like there's definitely a humiliation of kind of like ah oh, we're all right but we're not going to be a big deal or whatever <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But uh, that's very Pittsburgh. But it's also like a lot of civic pride maybe and like yeah there's a kind of otherness to Canada. But I used to go up there for hockey tournaments and stay with Canadian you know kids when I was like 12 or whatever and I got mm-hmm. obsessed with the hockey and the you know just the culture. I used to like you know. And like I'd stay with the, this kid's dad, and he would have like a full-on Irish accent, just like "Hello, John, how are you?" And I was like, "This is Canada, this is so weird." Like, <laughs> yeah. And then he'd be like, "Come, hey, John, you want to go to the ice skating rink?" And they would like, 
like make fun of us or how we sucked at skating. Like there's so yeah, yeah. much obviously better than us. Yeah. But uh, then they'd be like, these are my friends. And like one kid would be black, one kid would be Indian, one kid would be Asian, one kid would be white, and one kid would have an Italian accent or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa, Canada's so cool. I just thought it was super cool, whatever. Because everyone I knew at home was white. And I, and, but, uh, but also like we had like, you know, kind of like fingered girls and like been like very sexual at some point. And these guys at the ice skating rink, they were like, Oh, that's my girlfriend who's yeah. dating this like yeah. Asian girl. Yeah. And, and I, he was like, I want to French her. And I was yeah. kind of like, you guys <laughs> French are Frenching? We're in eighth grade. Like, come on. That's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, the only, Amer- uh, that's America. That's the only woman here I'll say, you guys are just so athletic. I own such an athletic group. I haven't had a sport since I quit smoking. What did you play before? You well, that was your sport. Yeah, Smoking was it. your. Yeah. That was what you were. That you considered that. Yeah, pitching pennies and you know. Smoking. Just po- how about pogoing? Did you pogo? I was really a pogoer. No. Yeah, yeah. When did you quit smoking? Um, two thousand. Congratulations! Yeah, so it's really hard. I probably need to uh, try the CrossFit or yeah. Cheers. Did you ever shoot in Canada? You've worked on Lisa has yeah. shot so many things. Lisa's like, what are some of the things? What do people know you from, Lisa? They know you from Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. You played Dirty <laughs> Deesh in that. Yes, they know me from that. Um, Where yeah. you were like the you were like the 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 the, the, the instigator, the yeah. tough girl, the hoodlum. Yeah, like the, uh, and I had these two guys in my gang and. Yeah, I felt all cool and yeah, and you were the and you, I, yeah. I get turned into uh, nothing by Admir Devereaux, <laughs> who was what the amusement park owner. Yes, like I don't even remember the plot of that, but you can assume Not. that anybody named Abner Devereaux would be would run the amusement park in. Kiss meets the Phantom. Like nobody could have that name if they weren't just like the evil amusement park owner. He may have been from Canada. Where did you originally. shoot that? Where did that film? Um, at Magic Mountain. Okay. Oh, wow. And it was 104 degrees the whole time, and I was like in full on leather, you know, mm-hmm. boots up to my, you know, was sure. And you were in it with how many scenes did you have with Kiss? Um, none. None. No. Uh, the only scene I had with Kiss was with Gene Simmons at, at the fitting. Okay. <laughs> he was not very when he was friendly. Being a creep to you. He wasn't very friendly. He just wasn't friendly, or he was like, was he lewd, or was he? No, was he, he wasn't lewd. Uh, he that was actually surprising, right? But no, he was. He was just. I, I said to him, I remember when you guys used to play Kenny's Castaways, and he said, "This is one of those things." Um, yeah. He said, "We never played Kenny's Castaways." Mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. <laughs> Not talking to you anymore. Because Kiss, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park was a movie where Kiss were coming apart at the seams by the time they're filming that, and there is like Peter and Ace were not in good shape when they were doing it and I guess the one of the craziest things in it is that um, Ace started not showing up for huge stretches of it and then they just threw kiss makeup on some other guy and it was this African American guy who was Ace in the thing who was like wow taller than Ace was and it just was just it's so Embarrassing, like the like for a band that said they were like out to give you the best of everything. It's like this is the most low rent <laughs> proposition. The guy's too blown out of his gourd back in his trailer. Just you know the whatever 
nods going on back there. <laughs> Got to put the makeup on him. Fine, let's get some. Well, hey, you, you put the. You can fit in Ace's suit, kind of. Put someone put the makeup on this guy's face. You're on less heroin. Yeah, <laughs> who's on less heroin than Ace right now? <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> Peter raises his hand. No, you're not. You're on. I want to tell you guys one more thing. Do you know Mother's Day is coming up? Did you know Mother's Day is coming up? And so many of us, we're all different in so many different ways. But one thing we all have in common is that we love our mothers. Think of all the things your mom has done for you over the years throughout your life. It's time for you to show some respect to your mother. No more macaroni art or piece of construction paper with glitter and glue. No. You get your mom some flowers. You go to proflowers.com. They sent me an arrangement so I could see what the deal with proflowers.com was. I'm telling you, this was awesome stuff. But my wife could not believe how nice the flowers were. And ProFlowers is offering Best Show listeners 100 blooms with a free glass vase for only $19.99. Or you can up it. Make your Mother's Day extra special. Get a premium vase and chocolates for only $9.99 more. Come on, stop cheaping out on your mom for the first time in your life. You go to proflowers.com, use the promo code TOMS for these special savings. They've got everything you need over there to be covered for this Mother's Day. The flowers are guaranteed to be fresh and beautiful for at least seven days, and they are truly awesome. I saw them with my own eyes. But the only way to get it, you go uh, to get the 100 blooms with a free glass vase for $19.99 is to visit proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the top right corner and enter in Tom S. That's proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone and enter in Tom S. And you got to order today. Do it now. Take care of your Mother's Day business now. Because this offer expires Friday at midnight. Proflowers.com And where were we? Who was I talking to? What? So Lisa. <laughs> yes. You're working on, you've, what have you shot in Canada? If we can talk uh, about Canada. I did a, a series called The Marshall with Jeff Fahey and, uh. The and, lawnmower man, Jeff Fahey, <laughs> exactly. right? And, uh, I played, uh, uh, forensic analysis, mm-hmm. an analyst in, uh, so, and I, so I spent a lot of time in Vancouver. Okay. And, uh, I lived in Detroit briefly, so I spent time in Windsor. And I love Toronto. Yes. Because they have the best sandwiches in the world. Hmm. I love Toronto, too. Is Toronto Canada's America, Nick, as a Canadian? Yeah, I think it wants to be um, as as much like New York as possible. And the rest of Canada hates Toronto, though, right? Yeah, I, I think Toronto's fantastic. I don't know why everyone dogs it so bad. I guess because it, it's, it's kind of arrogant it's as number, a city. It's number one. It's number one. It's like New York. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nothing like New York. Yeah. It's more like L.A. I think Toronto is like, if New York is top to bottom, 100%, Toronto is like if you took that top 10 off of New York... 
and the bottom 20 off of New York. <laughs> That's Toronto. Yeah, right. And I actually feel like Toronto is so much more like people actually like share neighborhoods more than they do in places like New York or L.A. Like there's actually different races and different ethnicities yeah. actually live next to each other. It's not just like, yeah, you go live in that section. That's, but yeah, you know what I mean? It really does yeah. feel like that. Do you, we're all we, Canadian. Yeah. We're all Canadian. Do you feel like you're an honorary Canadian? Um, I would love to feel that way, but mm. I don't know. I've been to, I've been there a couple times and you know, I think the Canadians give us a pass for our stuff on Kroll Show. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're really into it. So sometimes they dress like our Canadian characters and stuff for Halloween. So, so yeah, hopefully they think I'm Canadian and hopefully I get one of those, uh, you know, dual citizenship or some honorary thing. Mm-hmm. I just want to like, you know, put a stripe on a blazer <laughs> or something like whatever they do in Canada. So I can fly really easily. Yeah. Yeah. I got some questions here. People have want advice. Okay. Again, we have Lisa Jane Persky's here. John Daly's here. Nick Thorburn's here. Where can people get the record, Nick? Um, you can pre-order it at uh, at our at, at, on iTunes or um, on the Islands pre-order site, which I don't remember the address. But if you just Google Nick Diamond's City of Quartz pre-order, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Here are some questions. Eli wants to know. He says, I'm 23 and my hairline is receding. Should I take the plunge and shave it all off? I have a nicely shaped head. Rogan. Do the Bruce Willis move? Do the Billy Corgan? 23's hard to do that move. Yeah. I had a doctor when I was 18 tell me I had grade B hair loss. Um, <clears throat> you know, and he said it, would, it could take 10 years or it could take 20 you're looking good, but it's happening. Why well, hide it? But what's better? I don't. I don't understand the grading system. Is is a, I was too afraid to a ask. good thing? Yes, you just he like was it. super bald, and I was <laughs> terrified. <laughs> yeah, it's like don't it's like, grade me. I couldn't even act upset because he was so bald. I was just like, oh. okay, I guess that's fine. Everyone, and I'm only C. <laughs> yeah, everyone needs an advocate at the doctor because yeah. you have an amazing. Head of hair. Yeah, you're hot. I hide it very well. Everyone, yes. everyone talks about it. You're hot stuff. Exactly. Just <clears throat> these weird. Everyone's like Nick. Well, you know, he's hot. Uh, weird comedians limping around, it's like skulking around. Yeah, and you get a guy like this in the mix. Yeah, I don't know Nordic this, God over here. Is this guy Thor straight? Bird. Thor Bird. Is our 23 year old straight a straight man? If he is, women. Right. I don't know any women who've ever expressed a problem with shaved head. Guys can skate on just about anything. It's really the most amazing thing where it's just like, <laughs> right. where it's like you talk to like guys, it's like, well, who, who do you think's a track guy? A guy will be like, you know, it's kind of weird. I'm going to. I think like Rashida Jones is a try. Like they'll think that's like unique. Like I isn't think that interesting? And then, and then like a woman will be like, yeah, I think like uh, they'll be like, I think like Dennis Franz is a try. It's like <laughs> yeah. what? Like that's the gulf yeah. of what we're just like. I think like John C. Riley is so sexy. It's like that is not yeah. Rashida Jones anywhere. But like guys like get that pass if they can do anything. Talent-wise, yeah. the looks go completely out the window. Yeah. 
I like, you know, guys, I just, it's crazy, but I like Penelope Cruz. I think that she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would argue that she's beautiful. You're crazy. Yeah, I know. It's just like, it's just like, you know who I think, uh, yeah, I think it's weird. There were like when everybody would be like, I think, uh, like, like, I, I think Jenna Fisher is like, I think she's hot. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, what a, she's a popular television what star. A, yeah, what like, do you want? What a, what an unearthed gem you found. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she's on, exactly. Just, yeah. just because she's wearing like a sweater on yeah. her TV show. Yeah, she plays a meek character. So yeah. She's not so, like, I'm fucking. That's oh. <laughs> my favorite oh. thing. And you call your sunglasses on. Anyway, and it takes too much time. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Jenna Fisher's hot. What's up? <laughs> um, let's see. Roxy wants to know, how do you properly slow fade someone out of your life that is toxic and annoying? Whoa. That's a good one. Why slow fade? She might be less um, willing to just blow things up and, and maybe maybe some maybe you don't want the person to know they're getting slid. So she wants to know how to sleaze it. The click down. Yeah, that's yeah. not my way. Without confrontation. That's Who, what she's hoping. Just go, out, yeah. go out of town for a week. Mm-hmm. That does it, and then just she's like I'll, I'll get you when I'm back, and then never get them. And then back. you're kind of busy. For See, a while. that sounds very Canadian to me. That sounds yeah. like a very kind of like, oh, we. Well, that's right. We haven't talked in nine years. <laughs> oh, well. like like come over for Christmas. But in Canada, they're like you know they because it's polite. That's, uh, that's they hate you, a, but they still invite you over or something. That's very. It's a very. That's a very considerate thing. You I will buy a plane ticket if I have to. You would buy go a plane out of town. Now? Yeah. Lisa, do you just blow things up? I don't blow things up. I just, you know, I have boundaries. So I just draw the line. Mm-hmm. You just, and you'll just say to somebody, you cross the I line. I can't do this. Yeah. I can't. I, I, I will even say, I'm done. You said to somebody, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I said that once. So healthy. To a friend. Is it? Very healthy. I'm jealous. It helps. Like, it mm-hmm. helps me, but I, it's, you know, I don't like to hurt people's feelings, but, mm-hmm. but, it, it, usually, I'm not done unless there's something really bad going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. Bad. One time, I said that to a friend, and I'm just like, "I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm just, I'm taking a break. I'll, <laughs> I'll catch you later." It doesn't like, mean you don't cry at the loss, right? I mean, it's just no. It's it's fine, but everybody needs to kind of look after themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. How about you, John? How do you handle it? You scream? You ever scream? No, I'm like really passive aggressive about it. Um, well, I've 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 kind of done both. I've definitely like I've never I try not to like just throw people in my life in the trash mm-hmm. unless they are you know it takes a lot. But if you're unless just like yeah. kind of repetitively crazy, which some mm-hmm. people in my past mm-hmm. have been, yeah. I've just had to kind of be like. See you later. You know, yeah. just but I've never been like, hey, I am done with this. Sure. This is I don't want to ever see you again. I haven't mm-hmm. really done that. It's just kind of like you you try and like drop hints, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Just hope they're just so like, uh I'd rather be hanging with someone else. <laughs> do you think like they're just like, do you think John doesn't like me anymore? Like yeah. that. I don't think I, I don't hope. think they get there though. Yeah, I don't think they get there. It just kind of fades out, and I'm like, 
Hey, well, we'll start a new life in another yeah. town. I'm the Hulk. <laughs> you just wander off. Let's see. I wake up every day at noon. How can I wake up earlier? That's like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't think you're. Dude, here's what the ass top did. You're not bringing up the. That's that feels like we're not getting the headline. On this <laughs> right, right. It's just like you can, because it's very simple. Is you just go to bed earlier. Yeah, he was that then, close to really revealing something about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Digging deep. And he yeah, was like, <laughs> dude, I'll just die. He's almost. I'm just gonna blame it on I can't get up early enough. <laughs> That's the issue here. Is I can't get up yeah. early enough. Meanwhile, there's just some enormous problem that he's yeah. just not even ready to bring up. Let's see here. He's got a rat in his apartment. Oh, boy. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> not killing it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Let's see. Uh, people keep offering me tea. It's getting... I don't like that tedious. I I should. What should I do about my dislike for tea and need to pun incessantly? Well, the need to pun, you should just that you've got to stop cold. That's just like (laughs) like puns. No, right? Pun any room for puns? Um, they can be funs. I. Is that just a pun? Did you say they can be funs? Yeah. So you just did puns one. Puns can be funs. You know? yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of them at all, mm-hmm. but for some, they can be a ball. Oh. <laughs> that's, I think, rhyming. <laughs> that's, not even, that's not fun, but it's a way with words. Or, uh, never mind. It's like Nipsey Russell. A good pun sometimes is what you need, you know? Yeah. If there's a big tragedy in America, and you hear a pun the next day, it's the only, sometimes it's the only thing that can make you laugh. So just like if things are so bad, right? It's like all right, we're gonna just have to dip a toe in the comedy water now, and like we'll laugh at a couple puns today. Yeah, in a, three weeks we'll be back to the regular stuff. <laughs> exactly. Like after like nine eleven, do you remember like being? I remember being around like the UCB theater Ugh. and people being like. What are we going to do with any of this anymore? There was like that stretch where people were like, I don't think, should we like all quit? Right. This? This is not going to be, there's no fun anymore. Irony is dead, yeah. But I remember going to McManus and stuff Mm -hmm. after Mm 9-11 and people would be making just the most disrespectful, disgusting jokes. And there was definitely a period of time where I was kind of like, I'm going to leave this table. I get it. I love you guys. Bye. But then I, you know, joined them and Mm -hmm. being a horrible person. Yes. But, uh, yeah. I remember, not going to name names, (laughs) there was a friend who was a comedian around that time. And he said, I can't sleep. Because the other thing, everybody, it's easy to lose sight of one thing that was going on. It was just like, when does this place get attacked next? Like, that was the thing that right. everybody forgets was also in the air, like, every day. It's just like, yeah. like, does it happen again tomorrow? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the thing that people are just like, this is going to happen every two weeks now. Right. Until this it made city it seem, doesn't exist weird. anymore. Yeah. Like, it's easy to forget that that's how it felt. Yeah. Like, that was definitely in the air. I remember this one comedian friend. He was like, I can't sleep anymore. Let's go down to ground zero. I got to see it. And this is like probably like two or three weeks afterwards. 
and then we went down. And another thing people lose is the smell was just like it was yeah. just burning rubber, rubber, and electrical. Stuff. It just smelled like burning yeah. wires and rubber. I did shows at UCB and like walked into UCB and it was with rubber in the air. Yeah, it was <laughs> so rough. And he's like, he said, "It'll be better if I go down and see it. I can make peace with it." And he was like. He went down, not, he was drunk, and went down, tried to show a company ID from the entertainment industry mm-hmm. that he worked at a channel mm-hmm. to get access, to get like in. Like, hey, can I get in? It's like, well, no, you yeah. are a comedian. That <laughs> yeah. We can't let you in with your... Hot takes with your workplace, <laughs> your, your, yeah, your workplace ID. Your, I, we know you're not in the news department. Yeah, yeah. And then we just like went down and like stared at it. He's just like, we never should have come down here. This is oh. so much worse. Oh, God. And this is not putting anything to rest at all. Like yeah. I'm more haunted by this. By the way, what did he want to see inside? No, who? That's knows? horrible. Two weeks afterwards, it's bad news. Yeah, bad news, guys. Yeah, bad news bears. It was bad news bears. So, what are you? Uh, what's what's 2015 like for you, John? Now, 2015. Yeah, just you killing you, it. You finished the show. It. Well, finish, finish the show. But that's the default thing for you, killing it, crushing oh. it. We know that. No, I'm just. Uh, but uh, yeah, I finished the show. I just uh, yeah, I was working on a movie in Italy um, for two months, mm-hmm. and I got back from that. Um, a movie. Movie, yeah. Cool movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm talking about it. I don't know. All right. I don't want to be a dick. Well, don't. Jerk. Then don't. Um, it's not on you. you yeah. You were, you were working on a movie. I'm working on a movie. I got a, you know. And Italian I'm in, I'm Job 2. Italian Job 2, exactly. Um, we Bought a Zoo 2. We Bought a Zoo 2. Zoo 2. It's Zoo 2. Port of Call <laughs> yeah. Milan. Port of Call Milan. <laughs> um, Damon is back. Um but uh, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing a bunch of uh, you know personal projects and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I'm in this. I'm in a movie called Masterminds. It's coming out in the summertime. It's. That's I think a, it's going to be really funny. That's a uh, Zach uh, Galifianakis movie. Zach Galifianakis, Owen Wilson, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, very funny. Done by the uh, the uh, Napoleon Dynamite dude, Jared Hess. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, we in uh, Leslie Jones. Is I'm sure he loves when people call him <laughs> the Napoleon Dynamite dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're the Napoleon Dynamite dude. Well, I bet yeah. uh, the Napoleon Dynamite actual dude gets it more. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Um, I've seen Pedro twice in at like the 101. People I've run into at the 101 diner two times. The two time club is Fred Durst mm. and Pedro from <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. I Fred remember you Dur- talking about yeah. this. Yeah. Fred Durst was two times in a three day window. I've worked with Fred Durst. You have? Yeah, he was in uh, me and Nick Kroll made Ed Hardy Boys oh, videos. Right. And yeah. He was in Ed Hardy Boy. He was the villain in Ed Hardy Boys Part 2. He seems like he's alright. Is he alright? He was super nice, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a director and guy like that, man. Yeah. That's a hard thing to just be like the face of Oof. things that it's easy to just be like 
like I hate that music and you are the face of that entire scene. Post grunge. Yeah, like I, yeah, new metal. I think they yeah. just did a cruise, right? And didn't the guitarist Wes Borland he wrote some article about how much he Yeah, he doesn't like being in the band and it just or, doesn't or, Yeah, or, or he doesn't surround, like, being surrounded by those other bands. Yeah, or being in that band. I guess it's funny where he must just be like like yeah, I just uh doing this, but this is not who I really am. It's like, well, you've been in the band for 18 years. It is who you really are. You're the guitarist for Limp Biscuit. You've been like, that's not who I it's really like am. It's like Bob Saget. Yeah. yeah. Just like at some point, that's you. I'm hardcore, man. <laughs> what else, Lisa, Jane Persky? You worked with, you worked with so many. You talked last time about your run-in with Lauren Bacall, yeah. which was insane that you went up to her in an elevator. <laughs> it's a mistake. And you said... It's a very big mistake. What was the thing you said to her? We're related. We're related. And she just <laughs> gave you some total freeze-out yeah. answer. I forgot to tell you that she said. she also said to me, I am the oldest living actress. In the world. Did I say that? No. no. She, yeah, said, she said that to But me. she wasn't no. the oldest living actress no. in the world. <laughs> um, you've also worked with... Who? Can you talk about the people you've had a hard time with? Oh, I... I well... What about What's-Her-Face? You know the one. Maud. Oh, yeah. Well, I, don't, I just don't think she liked me very much. Or maybe anyone at that point. What's her name again? B. Arthur. B. Arthur, B. Yeah. Arthur yes. You had a run-in with B. You were worked on a thing where... Was it Golden Girls? Yeah, Golden Girls. And she would come in every morning and she would say, Good morning, everybody. And it's always those voices. But, but yeah, and that was it. She didn't really talk to anybody the rest of the day unless it was, you know, for, like, you know, don't hug me like that, which is what she said to me. She said, you don't hug me like that. Yeah. Like, put, in the scene? Put, yeah, put your arms there, this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a, and she was, who was she in relation to you? Uh, she was my mother. She was your mother. And then she said, mm-hmm. don't hug me like that. Like, <laughs> like, like. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> don't hug me like that. Yeah. Your arms go here. Who's the nice person? Who's the nicest person you ever worked with? I don't with? know. I like, I almost like every. Quaid? I love him. He's Dennis great. Quaid. Dennis Quaid, the good Quaid. Yeah, from the, we worked together on the Big Easy, and he mm-hmm. was he was great. I mean, I lo- I love I love the crew. Mm-hmm. I love all the. I mean, every I don't every time I work, I think the crew, oh, Molly this, crew. <laughs> <laughs> no, do like, people call them the crew? I'm sure some yeah, bands call sure. them the crew. Yeah, yeah. If you were crew. listing off bands, you like yeah. crew, right. rat. So you, but you were, one thing that I don't think we've ever talked about is you being on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. That was the only show business dream I ever had. It's like, I just wanted to. But you were on there. Were you on once or twice? I was on twice. Twice. And then I got bumped one of the time. I was supposed to be on more, but yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And I always think, you know, when I discovered you, Tom, I thought, like, another great host. Oh, well, that is... No, seriously, there's not you, there's not that many Johnny, great hosts. you need to... It's a sad thing that we don't have Johnny anymore. But yes. So, but he was nice? That's amazing. He was great to me, yeah. He was really great. Some people who don't like him, you know what the, the, their the, the derogatory nickname for him was? Mm-mm. Old Pig Eyes. I didn't read that book. Did, did they you call get him that? Old Pig Eyes. Is it true? Because he had Whoa. like eyes like a pig. Did you get Weird that? Weird dead eyes. From the book? 
Uh, no, I got that from somebody who worked with them. <laughs> pig eyes is pretty bad. That's mad. Old pig eyes. Old, old, pig, old eyes. pig eyes. Oh, man. Isn't it always? Just those dead eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Um, uh, actually, it's weird. We're here. I'm being told there's a phone call. Ooh. Can you, Brent, can you put this? Sure. Uh, Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Todd, uh, calling about your ad on uh, L.A. Band Mix, looking for a kick-ass lead guitarist. Little info on myself. Uh, My name is Rip Chrysler. I've been a very successful guitarist in the L.A. area for the last 20 years. Uh, What else? I was named one of the others to watch in the September 2001 issue of Hollywood Rock Patrol magazine. Uh, you know, if you've been to any of the cooler premier level clubs in Hollywood, you've no doubt seen me incite packed houses to the point of wet climax on my mother X. Uh, some of the incredible A-list bands in which I've shredded include, uh, well, top of my head, uh, Thrust, Shy Girl, Love Purse, uh, Turbo Blaster, Shy Boy, uh, Sugar Britches, Whitey Bulge Her, The Panty Doctors, uh, Wet Rhonda, Laser Beans, uh, Shy Town, The Ghost of a Miniature Giant, uh, The Food Fighters, Rabid Rabbit, uh, Coma Chameleon, Spanked Librarian, Chloris and the Leechmen, uh, what else? Um, Hot Tub Criminals, uh, Spanked Banker. Splendor in the Pants, uh, Blubbermouth, uh, Daddy Longlegs, uh, the Stinklevoss Twins, Wet Banana, Sex Pope, uh, the Butthole, the, the Boathole Surfer, sorry. <laughs> they were a cool band too, right? Uh, Funkasaurus Rex, uh, Nazi Pope, uh, Grant's Heart, Amish Goff Pro, um, Leather Pudding, Reggae Dandruff, uh, who else? Candle and the Dippers, Japanese Donuts, uh, the Power Pop Popes, Hot Dog Robot, Rogers Taylor, uh, Same Sex Barrage, Duran Duran Duran, uh, who else? Thunder Thruster, Adolf Hitlist, My Wet Torpedo, Food Insurance, um, like I'm forgetting a couple. Uh, Morris and the Codes, the Burger Kings, Megadork, uh, Pan Rampage, Football Butter, um, Metalliska, who else? Uh, Jukebox Zero, Christy Brinkley's Wet Jesus, uh, the Spinach Creamers, Pippity Dip, um, Red Hot Chili Porpoise, the Replacements Replacements, uh, flaccid pineapple, baked I'll ask you, and of course, uh, Yahtzee Nazi, to name just a couple. And I'll tell you, several of those bands would have been huge had choke jobs not been pulled and, of course, balls not been dropped by nameless, faceless many. Look, check it out, dude. Um, my gear is top of the line. I play a BC rich bitch mistress through uh, 11 PV face maulers. I, I have visited a recording studio once. Look, I, I, I'm not, not going to bust out any of my sick leads for you right now, okay? Because I don't know what kind of game you might be playing, and I don't know how serious you are about making it hugely in the business. But I'll tell you what I will do. I'll give you a taste of a song that I've been working on that is without a doubt bound for at least number one in the Billboard's chart, okay? I'm only going to give you a verse and a chorus, okay? That's all. So uh, let me just crank up the mother axe here. Hang on. Mother Axe. 
My cutoffs were tight. My tube socks were right. My cornrows were touching the ground. <laughs> you walked up to me and said, Hey there, young man, I could teach you a thing or two. I said, No way, bitch. I'm going to be rich playing in a rock and roll band. But it was you who took me to fire school. You paddled my haunches from eight until three. It was you who took me to fire school. And now I can stand up when I pee. That's all you get. All right, and uh, if I if I find out if I don't get this gig and I find out that you've used this, you know, uh, heads are gonna roll. <laughs> oh my phone, hang on. Oh. oh no, my my grandma's outside. Okay, I'm coming. She she's taking me to see Frozen tonight, which I think I've heard is a very scary movie. You know, and I I, I go with her because I don't want to be that scared. Oh, that's still her. <laughs> Grammy's pacer has two horns. I did he just hang up? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think that was a wrong number. <laughs> <sighs> Well, guys, we have, it's like a who's who tonight of superstars. If this place, God forbid, blew up, there probably would be no comedy industry, music industry. Publishing would take a hit. Animation would take a hit. Podcasting. Podcasting. Well, yes, of course. (laughs) Podcasting would be... Just decimated. De- de- just yes. There w- there might be no coming back. It might be like everyone would quit. Yes. And speaking of podcasting, you Nick Thorburn are responsible for the music to the world's first first podcast. I think it was the world's be- uh, biggest Big, biggest <clears throat> podcast. Yeah. Serial. You did the music for that. I did. Congrats on the Peabody. Oh. Well, let's not jump the gun. Well, you did the music. Which is a pun, I guess. I guess. violence. It's a turn of phrase. Sure. That, I'm going to say that was not a pun as much as you're just showing an an elegance of wordplay. Right? That was like Fred Astaire. That was gorgeous. I'm dancing. I'm tap dancing over here. You're tap dancing with words. (laughs) So you did the music for that, and you actually put an album out for Record Store Day. I did. That's gone, right? I believe so. I have a few copies if anyone wants one. (laughs) It's, It's just such a. It's like. That's like the most frustrating thing to just say in a way, just like. Yeah, I got a few copies if anybody wants one because there's people who are going to be like, I want one, but I don't know how to. And you'll be like, well, I kind of don't know how to sell you one. Actually, right. So I really don't. And have I don't any. want you to come to my apartment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Stay away from me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're all gone. Yeah. Wait, did you, I'm, I apologize. Did you make a, a, a record of the serial music? Is that what you're talking Yeah, the oh, music that I made for, I for the that. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I have cool. a couple if you want. I would oh. love uh, one. I won't come to your house. <laughs> We also have, well, can you say hi? Can you say hi? Yeah. Sure. Rebecca Sugar is here. You know from, uh, uh, she, you do, uh, you're the creator of the animated series Steven Universe on Cartoon Network. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. And you're here. We also have Ian is here. Ian Jones Cordy, right? 
Hey. Hey. Yeah. Okay, you're that you're that guy <laughs> on the thing yelling from the background. And then we have a super special guest. Not that you guys aren't super special. You're all super special guests. But we have Michael Cronin is here. How are you? Hi. Good. Hi. We'll get you on the mic in a couple minutes. So, Rebecca, am I assuming you don't want to be on the mic? Yeah, yeah that's okay. Okay. You are the creator of this show, right? Mm-hmm. You have to say yes. You yes. can't nod on the <laughs> radio. It doesn't right. translate. Right. And you... Uh, you started off at uh, at uh, Adventure Time, <clears throat> right? Yes. But then you had your own idea for a show, and you are the first female sole creator of a show at Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. But it's also kind of like maybe they could have gotten somebody else in there before. <laughs> it maybe shouldn't have taken this long to give. Someone a job, you know what I mean? But it's awesome that you are that you have that. I'm not trying to down talk your accomplishment, of course. And then when you were put because it runs on Cartoon Network, when when do, can people see it? Um, oh gosh, just whenever, <laughs> just just find Thursdays it at, right? at five thirty at the moment. Okay, Thursdays at five thirty. Thursday nights. Yes, and then you gave me a voice on it, right? Yeah. Which was awesome. I played the dad on it. Why did you do that? Uh, Why? <laughs> That's what I've wondered this whole time. And I'm going to ask in front of everybody. <laughs> Why? I think I, I pretty much made the whole show because I wanted you to be a voice on it, Tom. <laughs> oh, that's that's not true. It's actually it's the it's, goal before oh my God. I even had the show. Well, that's the, the most flattering <laughs> thing I've ever heard, that you made the show. And we did a thing I was talking to you earlier when when we all were at Comic-Con, and then all the people were lined up getting the pictures signed of all the characters and stuff, and then people would be... I was like, by far on that line, the least popular person where they would be like... I was like first on the line, and there's like this endless line of... of fans of the show, and then... But I was like first, and they would like look at me like, ugh... And be like, do you want me to sign your uh, poster? And so many people went, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I like, I will. Let's move down the line. Let's get this next. I would like. I'm on the show. I would like the three, the, the, all the gems to sign it, and Steven Universe to sign it, and Rebecca to sign it. And I don't know why. You're first on this line. Like, they should have put me last. That way they could just, like, leave and just make, like, oh, I was just leaving anyway. But, like, I had to see every single person first and then have them go, like, like, think about whether they wanted my, like, dirty signature to, like, corrupt their poster. (laughs) Did you have your best show jacket on? There's not that Venn diagram. <laughs> trust me, that Venn diagram. No, that, does, that one does not fly. That I, is a. I don't know. Right. That is like this is that Venn diagram. Two circles with a lot of space. <laughs> no, with you, you're in the, in the middle. Yes, you and Ian are the only people in the middle of that Venn diagram. Thankfully, the people who can hire people are in there. Well, it's exciting that you guys came by for this. Oh yeah. And, thanks, uh, thanks so much. You're so quiet. <laughs> Are all animators super quiet, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think I think so. It's a it's a good thing to do if you're quiet. You don't 
you spend a lot of time drawing and not interacting with anyone, mm-hmm. which is which is great. <laughs> Speaking of drawing, Nick, in an effort to prove that he there's nothing he can't do, you have a comic book out now. I do, yeah. And it's called it's called Bertman and Moth Girl. And it's great. Thank you so much. I was really. I really loved it. I would listen to the best show and draw it. So there, it, a little bit of you, I think, rubbed off. Oh, that's. I, I mean, and I, I'm giving myself way more credit, but I was, I was. You were swirling around, and your, your voice and the show was swirling around. Oh, that's super was, flattering. Yeah. But it's really great. Where can people get that? That you got to go online. Um, another website called Big Cartel. Oh man, I should have known. I don't know. If you Google Bertman, and it's Bert, B-E-R-T. Bert, yeah, he he kind of looks like Bart, but because um, it's like a refracted version, like that's an element running through it. It's like a it's like a refracted Simpsons kind of. Yeah, like the evil guy is named Hummer, and uh, mm-hmm. Midge is another one, but um, uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, but it, then that became this thing I started noticing when I would go to go to um, zine fairs and stuff. I would see so much Simpsons um, deconstruction or whatever, mm-hmm. and it, it I realized it was such a I don't know. I wouldn't do it now. It feels it but feels kind of base. Way, way to sell it. <laughs> I wouldn't buy it. Exactly. I wouldn't oh, yeah. get it like, now. The press. <laughs> Yeah, I would. Got a little bit of the PT Barnum in. <laughs> I'm the Canadian PT Barnum. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. It's whatever. It's great. It is great. Thank no, you. It's so awesome, man. Yeah, people really should get it. Now, um, can we add? Would it be all right, Rebecca, if Michael set oh, up over there? Absolutely. How are you? It's hey. so good to see you. Good. Thanks so for late. coming. No, you're not late at all. You just jumped out of a van. Because you're all over the place. Um, we just did a, a West Coast tour. Mm-hmm. And we were in Santa Cruz last night. Just okay. back. And who who is in the band now, Michael? Um, it's, it's kind of a new lineup. Um, my friend Mike, uh, Nick... Murray from he he's been playing in White Fence. Sure, he's yeah, drumming. Yeah. White Fence are awesome. Um, this guy Emmett mm-hmm. on guitar, he's amazing. Okay, and um, yeah, a uh, keyboard player named Casey. Okay, yeah, and have things now because there was a point where because you've played with Ty Ty Siegel for you guys have known each other for like you went to high school together. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Where 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 was high school again? Laguna Beach. Okay, down in Orange County. So you. Isn't it weird when it's just like, sit, sit. Isn't it weird? Sorry, sit. Like I'm <laughs> yelling at people. Isn't it weird when like like-minded people who are completely individual, though, are like geographically near each other? Yeah, that's like, weird. I, I, I mean, I feel like we got more like-minded as... We've played music together for like ten years, but so like the two of you kind of fed each other. I think so. And you grew. We just together. listened to the same records and like, you know, played music, grew up together. But it's like Robert Plant and the dude from Slade, Naughty Holder. They were like in the same school. 
and they're two dudes with long, blonde, curly hair and enormous voices that are just like all world big voices and they were just like, yeah, we're in the same town together. Like, what are the odds of that? That's weird. So you and Ty, I think of as a version of that because the two of you are very, you are your own people though. We are. So we are indeed. That's the interesting part. It's not just like your, your guys are doing the same thing. You've each found your own voices and, but the thing is, but you guys were playing to get, like you would share, like the band would kind of more or less, you could rotate who was leading the band a lot of time, right? Is that like, you uh, would he, share a lot of members. Yeah. We, 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 a, a few, a couple a, of years ago. A group. There's still some kids that we went to high school with that mm-hmm. we still play. Mike, who plays bass in my band, we went to high school with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlie, the other member of Ty's band, mm-hmm. in the same high school too. But yeah, so we've played in a million bands mm-hmm. all together throughout the years. And are you still, are you, is everybody like, like, are you still playing with Ty now, or do you, or you just have to, you... Yeah, have to do your, well, I mean, he's, he's, uh, we, uh, when was it? Yeah, I guess December, we kind of did our last tour in a little bit, just mm-hmm. because I'm doing my stuff, Ty's yeah. doing stuff with Fuzz. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he um, drums with Fuzz. He drums with Fuzz. Yeah. But yeah, so, kind of, that band is not doing much right now, mm-hmm. the Ty's band. But, but you'll pick it up and it'll be like the superest of super groups again. <laughs> sure. That's what it's like. When you guys play, it's like bands get to a point where they're like, you're so in control of this thing that you can just do what you want with it. You know what I mean? Like when you guys did like that Hawkwind cover, it was like, I can't believe what I'm seeing here. Oh, man. Well, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's good. It's good playing music with the same people mm-hmm. for a long time because you can kind of just you know can predict each other's musical thoughts. Or sure, something. shorthand. It's like basketball, right? <laughs> sure, it's like jazz. It's like jazz. Baby. It's like jazz. Well, jazz. It's funny we're talking about. It's like <clears throat> yeah, when you and your band can do that, it's like it's like jazz. Well, jazz is music too. It's like it's not. That's not a different thing. <laughs> it's like jamming. It's like, it's like yeah. jamming. It's like, yeah, just like jamming. string cheese or String, yeah. Grateful Dead. Big influence. Yeah. What was the first crazy band of that stuff that you were just like, I think I like this stuff and I don't know if my friends are going to like this thing. You know, when you oh. get to that point where you're just like, I like this. And you're just hoping that like your friends aren't just like, this sucks. Oh, um, shoot. What was the first? Um, I mean, I, I like a lot of stuff. Like, I really like more pop side of records than a lot of my friends like, mm-hmm. like a Kate Bush record or a, mm-hmm. um, been listening to a lot of Elton John and stuff. Sure. Yeah. What Elton John? Um, like Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. I, I just picked up the first record a couple of days ago, too. And yeah, I don't know. Just kind of bounced around. And that dude got on such a hot streak. There was that point where he's just like, he's knocking a record out every eight months. It's crazy. And they're all like the greatest records. And he's just like recording it, then just instantly touring all the time. And then just like back to the studio, knocks out another Brilliant. like perfect record. Yeah. It's like, scary. It's cause, crazy. Because it's like six, he had like six albums in a row that are just like, I think are like. Right. Un- it's like a lot of people at that time, like. Bowie, yeah. Too. Well, I mean, Bowie yeah. is like a ten-year run. He's yeah. like a one-man Beatles almost, where it just like you go from like 
where would you start Bowie at? Hunky Dory? When in terms of being perfect, I think it goes all from Hunky Dory all the way to Scary Monsters. That's ten years. Yeah. That's like a decade of perfection. Yeah. It's yeah. Exhausting. Yeah. John, what's the first record you listened to where you were just like, this is not something my friends might like, but I like it, and I don't know if they're going to make fun of me? Um, I listened to a lot of uh, punk rock through my brothers, mm-hmm. and none of my friends really liked it. Mm-hmm. So I guess my favorite... I guess my friends liked the Dead Milkmen, because so, they were like kind of funny, but yeah. like... I guess the circle jerks and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I would never be like, yeah, let's, uh, you know, like I wouldn't even bring it up or something. <laughs> yeah, you just like my friends it. were into Billy Joel, yeah, literally, and yeah. I'm like, you know, just kind of crap and yeah, not going to get a lot of traction. Yeah, but not that I was like insanely into punk rock. It was just mm-hmm. being fed to me so much by my brothers mm-hmm. that I kind of got into it. Um, sure. But uh, I was more embarrassed to like, like. You know, musicals. You know, I was really into Jesus Christ Superstar. Sure. Hair when mm-hmm. high school. And I was kind of like, hey, I kind of listen to this stuff. And my brothers mm-hmm. were like, yeah, yeah, this is great. You're crazy. Did they punch yeah. you? Did they punch you? No. No. Not at that point. Not at that point. When I was like, when we were like five, yeah, we'd fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lisa? <laughs> I, I was going to say, too, I think West Side Story was the ah. first record that I thought, like, I'm kind of embarrassed that I like this. But but there is an earlier one. The first record that I wanted mm-hmm. was um, a Mitch Miller record that was in yellow. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was uh, the Yellow Rose of Texas. So it was yellow vinyl. And I, I think I was probably three and I wanted to, you know, twirl a baton to it. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's terrible. It's really embarrassing to me that that was the first record I really wanted. Well, how about when you're at CBGB's? Because Lisa got to see all the the prime era of all that stuff. What was the first one where you, your, your cohorts are just like thumbs down and you're just like, no, I like that? Well, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the cooler people didn't really like Blondie all that mm-hmm. much. Okay. So you know, but I, I, I really I did like them. So like right from the get go, um, I knew that there were problems, but you know, in terms of the sound, not it hadn't it didn't gel right away. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, and was she awesome right from the beginning? Um, she was awesomely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that was really the main thing, and and I think it took her a while to get with the band that band because you know she had come from other kinds of music and other kinds of bands and so and they were really looking for their sound mm-hmm. but um, I, I, there there were a lot of bands that played there like the dictators and stuff that were really not you know it was a completely different crowd but was that not your scene or totally not you weren't a big fan of the <laughs> <laughs> no not White Castle revival and, <laughs> Look, I gotta watch what I say. I gotta go back to the East Coast. Those dudes will stomp me. <laughs> Did you see uh, the CBGB's movie? No. Oh, I, I, oh my God. I actively avoided Who it. Who here saw the CBGB's movie? Him. And buddy. It's yeah. so great. There's a point. It's, they get everything wrong in it. There's a point when, like, <laughs> like, well, the final scene in the movie is like, it's like, 
hey, you got to check this band out. They're going right. to come. They're going to come audition to play here, and it's the Police, and they yeah. play Roxanne. It's just like yeah, I'm sure they came from England. <laughs> the original recording to, of Roxanne to audition. Like yeah. so, I was just like maybe we could Shame, play this Shame. place. Yeah. We'll audition with Roxanne. Uh, <laughs> yes. There's a point where like Patty Smith is like bombing. Yeah, and then. She wins everybody over by doing Because the Night, which is like yeah. so late <sighs> into her. Like, I'm just going to pull this song out that was co-written by Bruce Springsteen. Right. And just like, the, in, it's so inaccurate. Television are in it. It yeah. would have killed me. Tom Verlaine's probably like, you know, oh, no, Blondie's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, those guys. Yeah. Please check this out. Sounds great. Now, Let's check it out. You have a record <laughs> out next week. Michael? Um, yeah, yeah, next Monday. MC3. Yeah. It's so good. Thanks I for say. playing the songs. Oh my God. It's, it's, I think it's, cause I've been on board for a while and, but it just keeps getting better and better. And this one is like a huge step forward from the first two, I think. How do you feel about Thanks. it? Yeah, I actually just, I, I re-listened to the first one, um, Couple weeks ago, just rehearsing. I hadn't, I hadn't heard it since maybe a month after it got released. Mm-hmm. It sounds, I don't know. It's it's wild what I thought was like an acceptable take a couple <laughs> years ago, uh-huh. or I don't know. It's still, I mean, I still like it. It's it's like charming to me in that way. Of I don't know. It's my first. I, it's my first record under my name. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no like clear direction, but and pl- playing wise on that, did you kind of build that one at home? Was that kind of was that just like because I know it's like like John Dwyer's on it a little bit, right? And like like you it like who played on that for early on? Like, oh, it was. I mean, it was it was mostly all me. There was there was a studio. I, I recorded all three at the same studio up in San Francisco at my uh, my buddy Eric Bauer's place in Chinatown, mm-hmm. um, which was. Yeah, and just whoever was, it was mostly just me playing, and I thought of like a flute part, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I had just met Dwyer at that point, mm-hmm. so called him to come down, just play it. it. It was just like really quick and easy, and it's just a friend, it was basically like a friend's hobby studio, just insanely, like, way too, an, an obsessive hobby to the point where it's like a full-blown studio at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah. It just keeps... Going and going. Well, he, he like John Dwyer. I'm like so intimidated by him. He's scary. Yeah, yeah right. He's a sweetheart though. Yeah, because he the, just don't want to get on his bad side. He's super nice to like. Like every time I run into him, and then he'll be like, because like my wife, my wife, right, John, my wife, my wife, <laughs> my wife. No, my wife. No, it's my wife. Four rats over. It's my wife. Yeah, yeah. Hey Sasha, is this uh This is my wife. Why don't you introduce can you introduce me to who you're with here? <clears throat> oh, hi Tom. Uh who are you with, Sasha? Uh this is my wife, Isla Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. <laughs> this is just a more let it rest with him. <laughs> um but w- my wife is uh did you know, Terry T on WFMU and the like John knows her and he's always just like hey Terry and then it's just like who's this just like lump of goo standing next to Terry and he just looks at me just like oh hey you like it's just as your face yeah oh it kind of feels like that were you on any of those bruise cruises you were on one of them I was on one of them yeah 
Yeah, it was it's nuts. It was nuts. Yeah, it, it was crazy. It was it was it was half a normal cruise, mm-hmm. like normal cruise goers, yeah. and half this festival. Yeah. I was on both. Oh yeah, I went on both. Did you enjoy the cruise portion of it? No, like, there was no way. It was look, it was super fun. Right, right. But yeah. what it, what it was was this thing where it was called the Bruise Cruise, and it left Miami, Miami, and then went on a three day cruise, and then went to where? What island? NASA. Then with the NASA, and then bands would be playing on it as soon as like the. <laughs> there's nothing funnier than watching a bunch of just like. Dirt, dirt rock people standing Get as sun. <laughs> during the during getting sun, and but also watching them have to listen to the instructional demonstration oh, yeah. and just being like by the lifeboats. Can we just go? <laughs> yeah, it's like no, it's mandatory that you all stand here and you listen to what happens if this thing right. sinks. Are there people like, that are like, we're the floor crew and we're here? If you need a football, we got it. <laughs> Whatever. There was not a whole lot of that. It, right. They, no. they seem to be just like, look, you animals. You could spot the people because they have like wristbands on, but they also it was everybody with tattoos was. Because now everybody's walking around in shorts and cut-off T-shirts and stuff. So they're like, you're seeing everybody's ink all over. But it's like, Bruce Cruz, Bruce Cruz. Bruce. Like, and they're yeah. just like generally unhealthy looking. And so you'd spot those. So then the bands would play on the thing. And then it docks in Nassau. And then everybody goes to Senior Frogs. Oh. And then the bands play <laughs> Senior Frogs, which is just... Wow. Oh my god. The worst. It smelled terrible. Though garbagiest. Yeah. Uh like tourist trap with sawdust on the floor. Just yeah, well, I went, so, I, went Cozumel, I went on a cruise from Miami to Cozumel, mm-hmm. Mexico and we that's where we stopped and went to Senior Frogs it was the worst. Oh man. It was and the bands played there cuz at that point I think you were playing in like a super group, right? That year was that what you did with um, like with like Shannon and Ty? Oh no, I wasn't part of that. That was the Togas. That was the Togas. They were a cover band. Okay. Um but Ty I think Ty played in my band at that point. Okay, that's what it was. So yeah. you were on as you that Yeah, yeah. The yeah. second one or the first one? The second one. The second one where F'd up was the Yeah. Headliners but and Neil Hamburger that was one at Senior Frogs was amazing. One of the greatest things I've yeah. ever seen oh. where because the way it works is that the floor is all the people at this bruise cruise thing, but all the every other piece of tourist trash is <laughs> on the outer rim of it and still hearing and watching everything that people paid yeah. to see, but they don't like any of that music. Yeah. So then Neil Hamburger is up there and he's just <laughs> screaming at those people, yeah. calling them thieves <laughs> that they're stealing. Swine. Yeah. Oh, man. Stealing my entertainment and my show. Like, and just baiting them into. And then he did a show on the, on the boat where all he (laughs) talked about was how disgusting this boat was and how terrible it was. And I think he told a joke where I just like, look, I'm not huge on like jokes about sex offenders and things like that, but to be on a cruise ship and then he says, why did the like the the carnival cruise I think he said like why did the car the the sex like the like the like I think he said the rapist on the carnival yeah. cruise ship <laughs> what made him stop attacking passengers 
on the carnival crew. They like named the boat. Like, yeah. so it was just like, so it was like, he's planning the image that there is a guy skul- yeah. skulking the hallways of this uh. cruise ship. And he said, what made him stop? And he said, it was like the food. Like he had such stomach cramps from the food. He was unable to assault anybody. And I was like, seeing that on the ship was like all time. That yeah. was all time incredible. The cruises princess. are the worst. Like they need to be called out. They're pretty bad. Like, <laughs> when I went on a cruise, I was like nineteen, so I mm-hmm. did have fun. I was just like yeah. in the zone. But but this was fun, right? Oh well, that was it fun. It was it was fun. But I had vertigo for like a yeah. full five days. Is there a certain contingent yeah. that just d- stays below the whole time because they're so sick and don't they don't perform, <laughs> or does so. Dramamine do it for? Yeah, we played. We played on the final day after that. Nassau senior frog sing final day at like noon inside in a room with no windows and the it was really rocky that yeah, day yeah oh yeah and, and we followed the uh, the puppet show by uh, Quin, uh, Quintron Quintron yeah and, and Miss Pussycat yes and uh, yeah so you couldn't see out but you'd just be standing and then all of a sudden you just fall to your left yeah and like a, oh. a couple Spillover. It was it was rough. It and was for, fun. Yeah, but for like three days after that, you're just like, you feel like you're just going like teetering on a. I thought like, I was dying. Things yeah. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. It's like deep. It's deep. It's a deep it's, feeling. Ah, it's in the core. So this record MC3 comes out next Tuesday. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. it got moved to Monday. Okay, Monday. Yeah. Street date. It was Cinco de Mayo. Okay. Which I was excited about, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's Monday. Do you know Nick? Do you know Nick Thorburn? I haven't met hey. you. I know your I know your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Oh, hey. That's like quiet musicians <laughs> greeting each other. Hey. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it was like that. Hi. 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 Yeah, I'm Hi. a fan. I'm a big fan. Hey. So I'm a huge fan of both of you guys, by the way. Thanks. I don't know you. I'm John. Michael. Oh, hi. How's Good to meet you. Sorry. No, no. I'm sorry I didn't introduce you. So, yeah, so you're going to just be out. On, are you going to do the full tour now? Or are you? Um, yeah, we're going to Europe at the end of May for a while, and mm-hmm. then um, a longer U.S. tour later in the year, mm-hmm. and another European tour. And then, yeah. Then it will be back to. Uh, then I guess you'll. I go do because you've done three records in pretty much like almost. Is it a, was it like a record a year almost? Is this still? It was like a record every two years. Okay. Because the yeah. first one was on Trouble in Mind. Yeah. And then now it's Merge. Merge. And the, I mean, seriously, the record is so great. Congratulations Thank on you. the record. I appreciate it. Everybody's got records coming out, right? I need to get a record going, yeah. Man, Nick's yeah. got a record That's coming it. out in June. Do you guys ever feel like, here I am, out on the road again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No? Do you ever, no. Is that, <laughs> is that <laughs> Here I am, out on the stage. Do you remember the lonely? Yeah. Do you remember that character you were doing the other day? Which character? The <laughs> the Wi-Fi, the weed guy. Oh yeah, four twenty. Oh, you know it's four twenty, man. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, where you were just saying we were a little messed up on uh, some some. Where you were just saying it was just like 
Just like that's the joke. Your whole act would just be you just saying, "It's 420, man. What? You know I'm smoking weed." <laughs> yeah. oh, Let's check this out. What is this? Oh, silver haze, bro. You know I'm smoking it. <laughs> so high, bro. Oh, hit. I love it. We don't hear the cheering crowds. No, again, it's supposed to only be at arenas. Yeah. Happen. I'm sorry I made you do that. I'm arenas only. It's all right. You can pin me into whatever. AO. Arenas only. AO. Like that would be like the distinction. When somebody's looking at like who they can book for a thing, it just says like John Daly, in parentheses, AO. AO, baby. Arenas only. I'm the Mac or circuses. Circus times. So when do you guys know when to stop tinkering with a record? Like, because you could tinker with it forever. Is that a thing? You feel like, yeah, unless you have a, unless you're in a you know a proper studio and you're paying a certain amount a day and you have yeah. a budget. I mean, mm-hmm. when you got to stop, you got to stop. You know. Mm-hmm. But if there's any like home fi type element to anything, it potentially could never stop. Yeah, and this solo thing that I did, I did it in my apartment in mm-hmm. L.A., and um, I could have kept going, but I think, I don't know, I just didn't. How does Skrillex figure out when to stop? When is there enough? I mean, he's got a unique sound, but I feel like he got that sound of Skrillex by doing way too much and then pulling back because uh-huh. he's a bedroom Beethoven you know it's like do you think bedroom Beethoven <laughs> oh my god do you think he's he one like, of those new bedroom Beethovens he might just chart with like the drop right he just like watches maybe they have like a like a uh, like a uh What's the thing you use for earthquakes? What detects earthquakes? Oh, yeah. Seismometer. Yeah, a seismometer. John got it, a seismometer. Yeah. <laughs> and um, maybe he just waits to see like what the physical reaction to the drop is, and it's just like... Back, yeah, <laughs> back to the studio. Not enough of a drop. The crowd yeah. didn't. It started with just his sister. It, just like sit there, yeah. feel the drop. All right, the drop happened. All right, <laughs> I need to do more work. <laughs> Are you ever jealous that you don't have like a like? Do you wish you had like those moments where it's just like you know you could just like blow the entire thing up? There's just like one moment. But if you have a song where what's the song that you know can get everybody going like that? Um... Probably the first song on the first record, which took me like twelve hours to write, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was actually on mushrooms when I finished writing it, so it was a a, a journey. But <laughs> but I tried to do a dubstep when I did um, "Come On Y'all, It's Time to Have Fun." That's right, and I didn't <laughs> know. Did. Yeah, and I it actually your, captured it. Yes, but it was hard to get. I didn't know how to do the drops and all those dubstepy things, so I just kind of because that was my attempt at. I wanted to, I th- and I still think. Break through. Yeah, I still think. I, come on, y'all. Well, it's time right? to have fun. I thought that would be the ultimate Jam. song. So I, I started Friday. writing a song on the ra- on the air called Come On, Y'all. It's Time to Have Fun, which would just translate. Mm-hmm. That'd be like in commercial, like beer commercials. They'd be yeah, like, it's like party in the USA. Yeah, like, we need it's to like, license. And I would just license it to anyone. That would be like the goal with it. It'd be just like, the Moby Move. This song is for sale. <laughs> like, yeah, Moby <laughs> Move. Yeah. Where yeah. Moby was like, yeah, everybody, I sold every song on this album. It's like, okay, is that... This is for really, Dodge. This next one's for Dodge. Yeah, you could like, change the key and the tempo slightly between spots so you can, you know, yeah. everyone feels like they have their own version. Yeah, like... <laughs> You know what's funny? I just read this uh, 
read. I listen to. I hate when I do that with audiobooks. Like now I'm just like, I read this book on a thing. It's like, no, I listen to it <laughs> in my car about Casablanca Records. And they would like, when they made Kiss do some kissing time and they were like you guys gotta sing for every local market like like we're kissing in Chicago and then like they had to do like a different radio version just like so like it's like Paul Stanley in a studio going yeah like like okay Shreveport Portland just like Iowa City just like and then they just like it's amazing isolated. that used to be how it was. It's just like, you make each one of these markets happy. like, And now it's just like, look, these animals are just going to steal everything. <laughs> so let's just presuppose they're out. They're just going to take it. Yeah. So let's put it out in a weird, staggered way that will fool them, maybe. <laughs> nope. Doesn't work. Nothing works. There is that funny point where it's just like you talk to anybody putting on, it's just like, yep, it leaked. Like the day when it's just like, yep, the album leaked, and we figured out who did it. Like some dumb critic put it up on this. Yeah, or the head of a major music website, mm -hmm. in my case. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, oh, no. Isn't that good publicity or bad publicity? I don't know. I think it was fine, ultimately, and this right. was 10 years ago now. So. Oh, yeah. Dude. What a goof. I think it's kind of expected nowadays. It's just as close to the release date as you could get. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. You just, that's the best you can hope for. There's no way to get all the way to the thing unless you're like Beyonce or something. You could write some just bad songs it. and purposely leak them, make them easy to leak. <laughs> and just like, oh man, get people torpedo your career. thinking. Yeah, torpedo your career. <laughs> that's a bad move. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to say, it's like, yeah. first jingle, review. Jingle, jingle, yeah, jingle. I like it. <laughs> hey, you see the first review of this? Uh, <laughs> the Van Morrison Bang yeah. Sessions. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever hear that record, John? Van Morrison. Oh, that he put out just to contractual, fulfill his contractual yeah. thing? Where he's yeah. just like, amazing. Did you ever hear that? Where he's just, Van Morrison wanted to get out of his Bang Records contract and right. he's just like, have a Danish quick cranking out 20 songs <laughs> and it's it's really the funniest thing ever. is any part of it kind of good where you're like well, it's all a great good. idea or whatever because it's still him yeah just going like like what are some of the songs on it uh, have a Danish is one <laughs> it's just like uh, yeah. I want to have a Danish have a Danish <laughs> just like, a maniac there's a song and yeah. it's just like now I'm done here's your album I'll see you guys later yeah and I, I think about that every time I'm in the studio just to mess with the label, you know, you just build it up to them. You're like, you can't hear it yet, but it's coming together. It's coming together. Then make the record. <laughs> spend the last two hours in the studio, pump out twelve terrible yeah. songs, yeah. and just send it. Very excited and just wait, wait. They'll probably wait a day to reply to like re-listen to it a couple yeah. times. And like, you're am I missing something? Yeah. <laughs> next we, next time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, with the record. Uh, it's all, yeah. about, it's all about my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, sounds like you were having a good time <laughs> making it. Just like trying to find anything nice yeah. to say yeah. about the record. The tones are good. The guitar tone. Yeah. 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 Well, it's certainly just grasping. The levels are really strong. <laughs> God. It's really loud. Put a sketch in the middle. Yeah. All the instruments. Well, a sketch yeah. is really funny. Man. It's like a hip hop yeah. record. It's great. A skit, right? Yeah. I wish we could get it. That's what we talk. I want to get into the skit business. Yeah, writing a bunch of bank and a bunch of skits. Right? Like, why? What if like we skit get banking. indie rock people to like start adding skits to their 
albums. They would be smart too. Comedy's uh, huge, you know. Just to have that, just like, 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 <laughs> like, like kind of like, whoosh, just like, like, got the machine gun, and like, like all that super yeah. <laughs> violent hip hop stuff. Just like, yeah, here we, Shh, yeah, here he comes, coming in the studio. <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, freak yourself! Yeah, and then all of a sudden, just and then just yeah. like. And then just Andy like rock songs, cast money, and then just like yeah, best skit. What do you think the best skit is on any hip hop album? I think it's on the Ice Cube first solo. Oh, album. which one is that? The uh, one America's in, Most Wanted. America's Most Wanted. When yeah. he's just saying at the when they when they're robbing, talking about robbing people at the drive-through. Right, is just like. I oh, think. Yeah, yeah. It's just the idea. I like the Wu Tang. The Wu Tang. You got to go with the, you know, uh, the Wu Tang torture. Yeah, the torture. Yeah, it's pretty, sure. pretty good. The, yeah, the torture where they're just, it's like, you guys, yeah. you might want to also dig deeper in your own. Also, ready to die. I'm ready to mm-hmm. die with the one you're talking about with the crickets. It's like mm-hmm. crickets. It's like, yo, you got to write down on your head. <laughs> you got to write down on your head, too. Pop, pop. <laughs> and then it starts. Yeah, give me the loot. Whatever. Yeah, KMD. That's a great MF one. Doom's first group had a good, some good skits on that record. Mm-hmm. MF Doom's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, any skits? You like any skits? I'm trying I to think. I just thought the Wu Tang. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. Skits. Thela Hunkinjit. What's that? Thela Hunkinjit. I can't. I can't make out. King Crimson. Oh wow! Which Thela Hunkinjit. Which one? There's is a whole nice? thing about um, him getting mugged. Why are you placing? You saw King Crimson on that last tour, right? Oh, Wasn't that the greatest thing you've ever seen? It was unbelievable. I mean, it still gives me chills when I t- think about it, talk about it. Yeah, I- it was definitely one of the top ten gigs I've ever seen. They had three drummers in front, wow. up front. Wow, three drummers, and then the other dudes are in the back. Yeah, like Robert Fripp is just stuck in a corner; you can barely see him. Oh, that's cool. And then, but between songs, they played, it was like the funniest thing I've <laughs> ever heard between songs. They would, like, they don't talk at all. It's just, he kept playing these tape loops of terrible interviews with the band over the years where it's just like, <laughs> like, I am here with Robert Fripp from King Crimson and <laughs> want to talk about Amazing. what is the difference between King Crimson Mark 2 and King Crimson Mark 3. And he would be like, uh, we have one less member. <laughs> like, like that's his answer. And... Then it would be like some guy going like um I I um uh, uh and he kept and he like looped all the ums and uhs. Uh. It was insanely wow. funny of just how like that's how he was talking to the crowd was just through loops of bad interviews. They were so tight. Like everything yeah. is just eye movements. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, everything is just so and then immaculate. Yeah. And they're like they had an intro, they're like Please don't take any photo. Don't film the band. Like there's, and then the show I saw there was like, look, I understand you want everybody filming everything, but what a group of like narcs in the audience. Like there was one guy just like trying to think. It's like, 
He said, don't take a piss. It's like, all right. What are you going to, you're ratting me out to, to uh, Tony Levin? Like he's going to. Oh, is you taking the picture? No, no, not me. Yeah. Uh, so there's a guy in front of me, like, going to take a picture. Somebody's like, he said, not, don't take any pictures. No yeah. photography. Uh, Calm down. No. And then Tony Levin takes a picture of every audience at the end of the yes. show. Yeah. I saw John Cale in Cologne a few, like two or three years ago, and he stopped singing and, in between a song to yell at someone for taking a or for sm- maybe they were smoking but I think someone was taking a f- photograph and he like left his keyboard and like just ran up to the front <laughs> yeah, people berated are, people are doing that now like, mm-hmm. I love berating people at comedy shows that yeah, it set that, a tone it set a very chill tone but uh the uh I went to this one of these Pixies secret shows they were doing like mm-hmm. uh, at the Echo and it was like hey do you want to go to this thing it was like 5.30 or whatever and it was just the worst concert I've ever seen because of the just phones it was just yeah, no, it's all terrible. Phones, a wall of phones and so it totally makes sense to tell people no I, I do appreciate because it's like if I'm going to go to this thing can I watch it not through your phone exactly. like you go to yeah. shows and you're just like I'm just seeing this through you. And it's like, what are you really going to do with that terrible picture? Yeah, and the you quality of the video you're taking, it's like, oh, look, look, it's all the pixies. Like, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. watch this forever. It sucks. Yeah. Is that, that, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, when you go to Twitter.com, doesn't it, the, the main banner is a concert with a phone in front of... The, like you're seeing the phone being really? at a concert, oh, so they're so like, this, "This is like encouraging you to tweet use it." This. Yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah. yeah Twitter ruin, <laughs> ruin I've, it. I've been at some shows where I wish somebody had been filming it. You know, you, you go yeah. and you go to YouTube to try and re, you know have that experience again, like Yoko and Riza together. I would, mm-hmm. There was at oh. the one at the LA show, which was just I, I would play that over and over if I had an opportunity. But it's in your head. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It you, is. You'll never see it as well I know, as you do in your head. Now, Michael, did you have a, a, a guitar with you? Is that true or false? Is that today? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. You don't. It's false. I'm sorry. I, was given I can beatbox really, really well. <laughs> no, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just right. I literally just jumped out of the don't van. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm just ill prepared. It's fine. I just got information <laughs> that was false. Different, but this is not. It is. There is no good or bad. We're all talking and having fun. I'm going to ask a few more questions from the uh, from the chat. If, if people have questions, um, let's see. How do I brainwash my kids so they like good music? Hmm. I don't know. Can't you just let your kid like? Doesn't that seem like it's like a recipe for just like they're going to push back? Yeah, twice as hard if you're just like. See, now this is, uh. This is the White Album. Yeah, you're, you're just, yeah. It's just like trying to just go deep with the things like, see, at this point, George Harrison had all these songs in the bank, and then he, <laughs> they wouldn't let them on the, the, Paul and John didn't respect him as <laughs> yeah. much, so he ended up with a double album, and then what we're gonna listen to is the jam session <laughs> that they did. It's a song called Thanks for the Pepperoni <laughs> from the Apple Jam. It's like, they had fun, though. They had yeah. a lot of fun. We're gonna listen to I Remember Jeep. And that'll send the kid right to 
Primus is the Brown album, probably. Yeah. Primus <laughs> is still in the season sheet. Yes. Yes. My name is Man. <laughs> no, but uh, you have to, I think to get kids, you have to give it, maybe you have a cool brother or sister, mm-hmm. give some records to them and hide them in the basement. So it's like, oh, these old records so that they will magic, have a little magic. So they're not at their house. They mm-hmm. have a little magic in the discovery. Because I, I remember going to my uh, cool uncle's house, my uncle John in Boston, and I'd go like visiting my grandparents and they were just you know Led Zeppelin Cheech and Chong Monty mm-hmm. Python Jimi Hendrix every you know Rolling yeah. Stones record and everything and I found it and I stole them all and I was just like whoa and you know nobody was trying to convert get me into music but yeah. <laughs> you found it that's the thing yeah. yeah it's like if you find it and go like whoa these are the discarded cool records yeah it's not just like uh kid with the dead Kennedy's shirt on like a, the two year old with the dead Kennedy yeah. shirt where it's just like I'm gonna force this on you man yeah like really your kid you're, you're cranking the dead Kennedy's for your kid the uber Alice part is sarcastic <laughs> uh, this is guy Jerry Brown he's actually governor now it's like in the Bay Area Michael did you have Primus hovering over you as any sort of thing that you listened to? I, I I can't say I did, no. You knew to reject I that. I've never really listened to Primus much. I've heard I mean I've heard I've heard a lot. Just here and there, but I don't know. Bay Area has either the, it. the best or the worst stuff. Right? Like what's the worst? Are they Probably I would say maybe like a Primus type thing. Oh, I don't <laughs> think or of like them yeah. Hagar Oof. Aaron Hassas. Right. Like, there was that band Hassas where it was like Hagar, Sean, Aronson, and Shreve. I did not know that. He That's where their, Hagar their started. super group. No, he had a super. Well, he started in Montrose, which were awesome. Yeah. Huh. Ben Montrose. Then he went solo, the Red Rocker. Right, right. His book is awesome. Did you ever read his book, Red? I read the section on him quitting or getting fired from Van Halen. Squeezed which was just, out of Van Halen. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I mean,. His thing, he, he, oh look, I, I'm not a huge Sammy Hagar fan by any stretch. But he would be a blast to hang oh, out with. Oh no, he would be, he would be <laughs> yeah. super awesome to hang out with. And he was like super like crafty with how he conducted himself, where he's just like, I'm just this slob, kind of middle of the pack. I'm not packing arenas or anything. But he would put like, on his rider, he put where it's just like, I have to get one, really good bottle of wine and then he wouldn't open it and he would play like 200 shows a year and it was like after five years he was like yeah I have a wine cellar that dumb (laughs) venues paid for like venues pretty much I would just take the bottle put it in the bus and he had like this legitimate wine cellar that's and then Bill Graham knew what he was up to so Bill Graham would open the bottles when he would come to be like you're not Taking this home. So he was like super like industrious. Like he was like, I can't make money. I can't just everything can't be a home run, but sometimes you just gotta like squeeze out like little singles <laughs> yeah. here and there, and that's how you like Billy Joel did the same thing with uh butt plugs. <laughs> now he has this great butt plug seller. <laughs> I need a really good, like high quality butt plug. I need to sit on it. I need it on the piano bench, right? 
<laughs> MSG. Billy Joel. Lisa. Thumbs up, thumbs down. No, that's a thumbs down. Okay. John, thumbs up. You Listen, like it. I've, I've gone through You've a bunch of because I, I am a huge Best Show fan, and I and I listen to, like, and all this Billy Joel hatred on it. Like, I'm not, listen, I saw Billy Joel at the ball, mm-hmm. um, Hollywood Bowl. I paid, you know, way too much money to see him because I was just like, you know, I needed closure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed closure on the on mm-hmm. the whole <laughs> Billy Joel sure. thing. But it was, it was, you know, he's just as bad. And, like, you talking about him on the show makes me realize, like, man, he just is like, oh, yeah, this part will be Beatles. It'll be a Beatles thing. Like, yeah. there was one time when you yeah. broke it down where I was like, yeah, Tom's right. Billy Joel sucks. But, you know, uh, uh, Only the Good Die Young. It's a great song. Like, it's, there, there are no. good songs. And Look, he's a cra- he's definitely an A-plus craftsman. I would never put it that right. way. He knows how to write songs. It's undeniable. But it's just like, I feel, to me, it feels strangely, everything feels like he's thinking of what type of song that will be. Yeah. For I want this to be yeah, like for the longest time, yeah, like that, like oh, yeah. or like when the he mere did mention, the yeah. mere mention of that. Oh, longest time, <laughs> and he looks like Darth Vader with his helmet on. He sure, yes, now. that doesn't help. His no. head is a big ham. Big he, ham. he would get up. He would get up at the Hollywood Bowl, and he looked so bored when he was doing the songs, and he would just look at the audience, spread his arms, and go, you know, forty years now, and we're still fooling him. Aren't we? We're still fooling him. All right. Still yeah, yeah. And everyone would be like, and he'd be like, he'd point at the Hollywood Hills and be like, you know, I wrote this song, you know, right up there. I don't know. Me and my wife Christy lived up there, and uh, you know, that's where I uh, used to go down to Dantana's, uh, you know, and get myself a nice bowl of soup. <laughs> that's where I wrote this kind of shitty song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pretty funny. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm on your side, like. He sucks, but he's like when I was in sixth grade, it was like you know that song about fishing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is real. This is real. Um, <laughs> Look, I saw him. Yeah. I saw him one of the first shows I saw was <laughs> Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Wow. Went in. I think I was I was thirteen. Went into the city with some kids from school. Took the train in from New Jersey. We get in. Like first time, like leaving. Like going to New York alone was like unbelievable. Yeah. But it was like you take the train and it gets out right under where the concert is. So I was like, I'll be fine. Like my parents, I'll be fine. We're just getting out, going right into Madison Square Garden. And then we get out. And then this one kid's like, we're going to go buy switchblades. I'm like, oh, my God. We're going to go buy switchblades. Like, who's this kid? Like, so then we walk up to like 42nd Street. And then he's like, kid's like. And there's like a 13-year-old walking around like he's like the king of New York now. <laughs> and I'm like so blown away by this like tough, like, oh, my God, this kid is like the coolest kid. And I barely knew these kids who I went with. Also, they were not like actual. They were like peripheral friends. Yeah. So kid goes 42nd Street. Guy comes up. He's like, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? He's like, yeah, I want to switch blade. And the guy's like, 30 bucks. Kid's like, no. I'm like, oh my god, this kid from my school <laughs> negotiating with like, like street scum. He's actually negotiating with this guy. It's like, all right, twenty bucks. He's like, yeah. He's like, you get in. So he guy goes. He's like, I'll be back with the switchblade. And then he, we're waiting there, and I'm just like admiring. The, I've never seen a cooler kid than this kid. Guy runs back holding like this paper bag. 
It's like running, like, hurry, hurry, give me the money, give me the money. Gives him the money, pulls up my friend's, like, pant leg, <clears throat> sticks the thing in his sock, and then, like, runs off. Uh. And then we go to, like, Macy's or somewhere in the bathroom. And then I hear him go, and then there's just like a mounds bar, like in the urinal that he just like, the guy just like put a mounds bar in a paper bag and ran. And then this kid's like, this sucks. I'm going to just, I'm going to get, I'm going to sell my ticket. Like I'm going to scout my ticket. Cause you go outside Madison Square Garden, it's like tickets. Who's got tickets? Billy Joel, sold out. Who's got tickets? Kid's like, I'm selling my ticket. <laughs> kind of like scalper guy looks at the ticket he's, and the scalper, I, he said, this is literally the worst seat in Madison Square Garden. It was the last row of the upper deck behind the stage. Oh. Like, oh, right. the, the seats right. that, like, by all rights, Billy Joel should not be selling. Mm-hmm. He should be like, well, no, the stage is there and you can't, they can't see. So, but Billy's just like, ah, I'll squeeze a few. Some like, kids, oh, that's 20,000 yeah. bucks. I'll squeeze, yeah. squeeze some money out of those. And how Billy Joel justified it was that he came around and played one song I saw, facing he did us. the same he thing, did. basically. He played Just the Way You Are. It's like, this is for you guys. Yeah. You guys can't. And he plays Just the Way You Are. It's like, oh, great. We get the worst <laughs> Billy Joel song ever just for us. It's like this. And we're in the last row. And then Ugh. some usher at the garden goes, you guys want to get on the floor? It's like 10 bucks a head. Oh, we're like, we give him the money. He like shows us all the way through and like walks us all the way. We're just like thinking like 15th row. Just like, this is the greatest. And then just like within 90 seconds, what are you guys doing here? Uh, Like, thank you. But we saw the guy got the money back. Your friend, I like your friend that he he was was just like, let's do sleazy things because I'm going to be a sleazy guy and I need to practice. (laughs) Like, I'm going to scalp and get switchblade. But he got, so what he did is he bought a tour book. Right. And then bought beer. I like, I guess they sold a 13 year old beer at Madison Square Garden. Like, like, he did not look that old. Like, he still was like, Eighth grade. Did he have a like slingshot not- in his pocket? A paper crown? <laughs> <laughs> so he got he got super drunk, super fast, and then like spilled his beer on his tour book. So oh. like it was just like one of those things oh. just like I just can't this kid can't win. Like he went from being <laughs> the coolest kid I've ever seen in my life to being just like this kid is just eating it. It'd be great if he started turn. crying when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is mean to me. But, <laughs> but, 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 oh. I'm a scalper. It's <laughs> <laughs> all covering for his. <laughs> Where is he today? I, I don't. I don't know, and I don't want to know. <laughs> There's those people. Are you in touch with anybody from high school who's in touch with like tons of friends? You're you're friends with you're in, right. You well, yeah, you have like cool people in your high school. I'm, yeah. I'm just a couple of years out. There. I mean, I'm like mm-hmm. ten years out. So, but you actually seemed like they were. It doesn't matter if you're one year out if they're That's trash true. people. That's true. I lost you, a lot one year out. Come on in. You can come in. Who's that? <laughs> Did I do something wrong? <laughs> You lost a lot of friends one year out. Well, just like everybody, you, you go away. Disperses, yeah. Poof. Yeah. I think I'm in podcast jail. Oh, really? No, I'm just... <laughs> no. So, yeah, but you actually went to... Because you, in your school, it was you and Ty. You're yeah. the same age? 
Um, I'm a year older. You're a year, yeah. year older, and you're the guys who are just like, hey, check out this Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Like, right, like right. you find a kid like that. In my school, it's just like, punch the, like, hey, Devo, punch. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, like John, I know John, I think John got punched somebody called him devo and he got punched oh man what were the That's what amazing. were the cool band like what was everyone was it like kansas or something <laughs> I, I remember i remember wearing a uh i went to see i went to see and i saw some ridiculous shows when i added up now some of these shows were just like it's like madness i saw madness wow with ministry opening well because wow. ministry the first version of ministry was right. like a super slick they were like synth, super synthy synth techno yeah. band and then just all of a sudden he's like i'm gonna be a bad guy <laughs> but like at first he was just like <laughs> and like i had my madness shirt on and this kid's just like madness suck and i'm like well, i saw them at the i thought they were good he's like he says that drummer he starts talking he's like that guy's drum set it's like it's like so small. Yeah. He's like, what kind of drummer is that? It's like the guy, like, and he says, like, and, and he got other people, like, they were all laughing because the, the guy <laughs> in Madness doesn't have a drum set the size oh, of Neil Peart's drum set. It's just yeah. like, guy doesn't even That's have any roto toms. Yeah. Guy, guy in Madness doesn't have a gong. Like, oh, man. what a yeah. dumb drum set. Well, it's kind of stripped down, ska, you know, these yeah, guys. It's kind of playing all you need for a drum set, which is like, yeah. Few drums yeah. kind of do it. Like, you're right. He doesn't have a China boy high <laughs> and a China boy low worked into his symbol collection. Yeah. Rush is a pretty nerdy band, too, to be like, it's not like Rush. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, it's not like badass. Like, Rush It's like such yeah. a dork band. Yeah. It's kind of like. That I love. Like, take a look at the guys in Rush before you start <laughs> talking about how. Yeah, look at their how, sallow skin. Yeah, how mega cool they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I think we should. Let's let's wind it up. This was a fun show. Did everybody have a good time? Yeah, great time. Thank great. you for yeah, having me. We have uh, Lisa Jane Persky. What what's going on with you? You you're you're writing a lot now. I am. I'm what? writing a lot. I just uh, I just gave a paper at the Experience Music Project Pop Conference, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that'll be available to read very soon. Okay, and that went well. That went. That was it. Was so amazing. What to did see. you talk about there? I talked about uh, December twenty third, nineteen seventy six, and I basically took the people on a, a visual and uh, audio tour of all the people. Uh, that I run into on on an average day is proto punk. That's awesome. It was fun. So that'll be up on that'll be available online soon. Uh, I don't know if it'll be. It's going to be in a magazine, I believe. Oh, it is well. Yeah, which I can't. The, the ink old, is not dry, so the old version of online. Yeah, a magazine. Okay, so you and people can. Get, you're on. Uh, you're on uh, Twitter. I am Lisa Jane Persky on Twitter. Yes, so people can find all about that there. Right? Yeah. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Tom. I'm always glad to see you. Likewise. In person. John Daly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're... I'm at John Daly, A-J-O-N-D-A-L-Y on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, in terms of just stuff, people, you just have stuff happening. Like, your stuff... Stuff happening. Little... I just did a Cartoon Network show. Uh, my friend Sean Zales. Zales. Um... 
is the best. I just did this show called uh, Long Live the Royals that is going to be coming out in uh, the fall. Which I'm really okay. excited about with uh, Horatio Sands, Gillian Jacobs, Hugh Laurie, and other, mm-hmm. that's house for you guys who don't know that that's house. <laughs> Does he do uh, U.S. voice, U.K. voice? Oh, no, it's all, I do uh, uh, English, too. It's all okay. English. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's where you get a ring. What's Horatio's English accent like? It's kind of like this. <laughs> it's like everyone's. <laughs> so you have, so you have that. You know, you did a movie um, uh, uh, that people will know about soon enough. Yeah, you worked a couple, on a movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In the summer, you have the 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 uh, masterminds. Masterminds coming, which out. is yeah, Zach which is and be awesome. Kristen Wiig and Leslie Jones, Leslie Jones, so and funny. you, me, and Owen Wilson. When's that come out? Um, it comes out uh, in uh, oh, I think it's August. Okay, but I have stuff coming out before that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, you're busy. I'm bu- yeah, so, it's awesome. Yeah. A lot of empty days, but uh, <laughs> driving around, mm-hmm. wondering what I'm gonna do. Wow, well, like, man, why did I sweat this line into my pants? <laughs> the shape of my butt crack. Oh well, I'll get a Starbucks. Oh, God, ninety-five degrees. The worst. That's my day to day. Is that today? Yeah, and I'm trying to try to write, oh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Thank you for coming. I love you. I love when you. When I was too. in Italy, I listened to the best show and I just saved my freaking life. And I know that you need something to save your life, and that's what you would say. But the thing was, it really did. I think I found. I think I found Gilbert Gottfried's podcast where he talks to like the weirdest people oh, ever. Oh. Where he's just like, I gotta do it. I'm talking to Lon Chaney's son. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Where he's just like, it's just him talking to like. Alan Thick, hmm. wow, Larry Storch from F Troop, oh, just man. amazing people. Like he's finding these people. You like it, Michael? It's so funny, yeah. right? It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Hey there, podcast listeners. <laughs> like it's, <starting laughs> the worst. it's like really Gilbert. That's the best read you could yeah. give on this thing. <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, I love that show. So that's maybe my that's my best show. What a <laughs> okay. Now, Michael Cronin, MC3, comes out first week of May. Yep. On Merge Records. Merge Records. You're going to be touring all over the place. Yeah, we have a show here in, um, at Eagle Rock Center of the Arts in L.A. on May 1st. Okay. And then May 5th, we'll be in New York City, Bowery Ballroom. Awesome. Yeah, and then um, just a lot more to come. That's great. And really, the record is so awesome, and I could not be more excited for where you're at with everything. Thank you very much. I've been a fan for a long time. Thanks for having me. It's nice to have you here. And you don't tell corny jokes like Ty Siegel. (laughs) Right? When he tells those jokes, are you just like, oh, boy. He's got the best, worst jokes. Those, like, they're like fourth graders jokes. Yeah, he gets them off the internet. <laughs> what's, what's the worst one you can think of that um, I tells? On stage. These are on stage, too. Yeah. The one he said the most, probably, is the one that's, uh, what did the, uh, what did the lifeguard say to the hippie? You're too far out, man. 
I think that's it. Yeah. I might be butchering his already bad joke. But, bad, yeah, that's, but that's it's, it's that level. Yes. And but only Yeah, he, being on tour, you get to hear those the, repeated a lot. Yeah. So you're, it's great. Yeah. So you're, you're joke free when you see a Michael a, Cronin show. It's no nonsense. No, you're getting down to it. You got work to do. No, but serious, congratulations on the album. And, Thank you. Uh, and thanks for coming by. Thanks a lot. Nick Thorburn, a.k.a. Nick Diamonds, a.k.a. Nick Islands, a.k.a. Nick Unicorns. <laughs> you can keep going. A.k.a. Nick the comic book dude Bert, Bert Man and Moth Girl yep. Nick from Islands on Twitter that's right yes Thank Nick you. from Islands on Twitter Thank you John Thank you, you John Daly Graham you're having a great year also you have a record coming out in June yeah and I'm going to make a couple more this is a building year I've got a lot of um, thing irons in the fire little secret projects that mm-hmm. uh, hopefully will reveal themselves but uh, I also got you something from your oh. second favorite okay. place in Los Angeles. Oh, my goodness. I had a big Hollywood meeting there. Paper bag. Big Hollywood meeting. Oh, <laughs> it's cake in a jar. Whoa. From the awesome. Oh, my God. Where's it from? From the 101 Diner. Oh, wow. Awesome. At one of my... My life tends to just go like waves up and down and up and down. And sometimes I'll go down and sometimes that intersects with me staying at the best Western on Franklin. And it, it, then that means I go downstairs and eat every meal at the 101 Diner. Yeah. And they have this thing, cake in a jar, where it's a mason jar filled with cake and caramel. You bake it in the jar, I guess. And yeah, and you. They have this policy where you get this, and then if you bring the empty jar back, you get a dollar off your next cake in the jar. Deal. And there was a streak where I was just like, <laughs> had it in the room, just like that empty cake jar, like room service. You don't, you don't touch that empty cake jar. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring that down later. That's a big like, dollar in my pocket. That's a, that's a dollar on my next jar. So, okay. <laughs> thank you for this. I haven't eaten garbage like this in so long. I know, I know. You're, you're doing. We're trying yeah, to eat better. Doing the three a day. I haven't had. Yes, I'm to work three times a day. Work out 9 a.m., yeah, 4 p.m., 11 p.m. You're doing 19,000 hours of work. I'm doing. I work out. That's crazy. First session. It's two and a half hours. Cool. I do uh, 30 miles on the elliptical. Set it. Uh, <laughs> 200 miles. Set it, forget set it. it. I have it set it 40. Yeah. Level 40 on Ultra it, Hill. Where you like have to like, climb. you have to like kick it to get the thing to start <laughs> yeah. moving at first. And then I go and just do uh, like Pat, Pat Robertson had that thing where he did like 1100 pound leg press. <laughs> like, I do a couple of those, yeah. churn out a couple 1,100-pound leg presses. Rip a couple phone books in half. Yeah, <laughs> then kind of pound some creatine, right? I'll put some creatine in here. That'll I'll do have it, that yeah. later. Creatine cake. So you, people can get you, you your Nick from Islands on Twitter. Correct. And the album comes out, City of Quartz comes out in June. June 16th. So everybody has their marching orders now. You go uh, go get Michael's record now, and then you pre-order Nick's record. Thank you. Yeah. And, and thank the you. Best, show, best show box set. 
Special Boss Special Session. Boss session. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yes. A year of our lives <laughs> assembling that thing. Joe Matt illustrations on there. Joe Matt. So yes. Great. So many people. Casey Burns did stuff. And yeah. also, you go to thebestshow.net. We got all sorts of stuff uh, for sale. And we are playing a show. May 16th in Nashville, uh, Sharpling and Worcester will be at Third Man Records. It's almost sold out, so if you're in Nashville, get your tickets. And we're also going to be recording a live album that night at Third Man. So it'll be a good time at Can't miss. Third Man Records, Jack White's setup. Rebecca Sugar, how are you? Hey, I'm good. You're good? Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me again. So you are the creator of Steven Universe. Steven Universe is on when? Thursdays? Thursdays, 5.30. 5.30. And people can watch it. It's on demand also, right? Mm-mm-mm. And then you like to have episodes where I sing in them. Yes. Which are horrifying for me <laughs> to be in a, the booth. I was telling you what it's like where the engineer's just staring at me for 90 minutes trying to get like a 30 second song correctly line by line. And this guy just like, looks like he wants to jump out a window as I'm just like realizing I can't actually sing. Like I can <laughs> sing like, I'm like a perfect karaoke type yeah. force of personality singer, but not actual holding of notes is like, no, that's not happening. No, you're so good. <laughs> you strut. Oh, well, that's, thank you. So, and you're at you're at Rebecca Sugar on mm-hmm. Twitter, yeah, right. And Ian Jones, Cordy, hey, how are you? I'm good. Now you are on Twitter. I can't believe I wasn't following you until today. <laughs> That's so I was so mortified. That's fine. Because I was reading about you bragging about your Cal Arts <laughs> degree. That's an uh, inside. That's a animating a joke, yeah. guys. Yeah, because that's the thing that people were saying. Hey, you guys are from Cal Arts, is that what it is? Yeah, I guess uh, people think that all animators uh, go to one college. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you don't have to go to college to draw pictures? No. You don't have to go to school. Exactly. But where did you go, seriously? Uh, school of Visual Yeah, we Arts. both went to SVA in yeah, New York. in New York. Okay. Yeah. Is that like... What's that like? Is that like the that sounds that like the learning annex? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> compared to NYU, it's a learning annex. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. yeah. I was a learning annex once. <laughs> really, Phil Hartman saw Phil Hartman at learning uh, annex. Whoa, yeah, that's when it was hip. Talked about how to write comedy. That's cool. Made me want to do it. Very. What age? I was probably in college at that point, right. trying to figure out what my life was going to be, and then. My wife <laughs> was like, let's go see this. You want to write comedy? Let's go watch him talk about it. And it was as influential a thing as has ever happened to me. Wow. Seeing him talk about. He talked about one thing where he's just like, yeah, sometimes you write a screenplay and nobody makes it, but you can keep selling that thing over and over. And <laughs> I bought a house because of that. Right, right. It was just like, well, that sounds like a pretty awesome deal. <laughs> Good like, gig. They don't have to film your thing. All you have to but, be is extremely funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I mean, Phil yeah, Hurdman. Yeah, yeah. And some guy asked a question where he's like, uh, Phil, I want to uh, say, you know, I do this kind of comedy, but I'm not good at like telling jokes, but I want to act, but I'm really not good at it. And he said, well, at some point, if you're not going to, if you're going to have all of these things that you aren't able to do, you might have to just 
be the life of any given party. That's great. It was one of the greatest like <laughs> advice things I've ever heard. We used to tell the guys like, yeah, if you're not going to figure it out, no place in this for you. Wow. <laughs> so it was really awesome. So... And so thank you, Rebecca and Ian, for coming down. I appreciate that. And thank you to uh, Brett Morris for running the board on this like a champ. Thank you. Of course. Appreciate it. And thank you to Earwolf for letting us use their awesome studio. And we will. I will be back in the proper studio next week. But until then, I will see you on the Internet. Bye.